Blog Talk Radio. What about tomorrow? Time for us to start winning is now, 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 now. At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this squad. You got to run the ball. Stop the run, you run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. Early, early. And you got to pressure the passer. Went hangs in, holds it down, down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Vernon, Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. 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 Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, the Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football Giants are... Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants. Say Quan Barkley, aka the Golden Child. <laughs> the do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like I'm asking you for real. Really? Not his name, but do you know who he is? J Rock. J Rock. J Rock. You saying we going 16 and 0? 16 and 0, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? Out your mind. You know, you know who just judged the Messiah. Messiah. Obi, the one and only, Shake Montana. Now, is that man with a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now, here is your host, Shake Montana. going on, Big Blue Nation, sports fans all around the world, you are now tuned in to the most dangerous show on this blog talk network, that's the Shakedown Baby, we host today, Black Queen, yes, hey, baby, we here, we're going to get into it early and often, and I got my brother with me, Shakes Montana, what's going on Shakes, how I'm sounding out here? Yeah, bro. You good, baby? You good? You good? Hey. 
Yeah, well, yeah, but hey, man, I said, what's good, bro? What's going on? Okay, I can hear you now. What's good? You all right or you in the bad area? Beat. So, alright, the big Wednesday, we're gonna get it in. I got some pressures. I got some pressures. Pressure. Pressure. Okay? I got uh, today's pressures. We got um, some of the Kenny Galladay. We got um, some of that Joe Judging. We got um, young Tim Crowder taking over the helmet. Um, we're gonna get into that in a bit. Uh, first, you know, we're going to get into, uh, you know, once my brother get together, we'll see how he's feeling, what's on his mind. Um, one of my sons was in the building. They uh, they called him a bus last year. Isaiah Wilson, he was in the building. Uh, we talked about that possibly happening. Um, I think it would be a good look. You know, the kid has, he had a rough, rough, rough rookie uh, with the Titans, um, a lot of it self-inflicted. Um, originally, this kid is from Brooklyn, New York, um, so he kind of was homesick. I come to find out, after reading a few things, and um, uh, I believe he caught his first issue was he, you know, he was on the, the COVID list and things of this nature. I believe I'm not sure if he had COVID or if he had an injury, but he was on that list, and. Um, while being on that list, boy caught a DUI. You know what I'm saying? I think he blew like a point eight, kind of crazy. That's a big fella. So you know he was drinking. He was out there drinking hay. Um, after that, you know he was having disciplinary issues with the team. Um, of course, didn't become a fan favorite. Oh, not a fan favorite at all. A coach's favorite after that. Uh, I believe he got at some parties, with some meetings, and you know he got suspended. Then after that. You know what I'm saying? He caught a um, caught a, um, a crazy charge in Georgia. I think he was driving a buck forty, and when they pulled him over, and um, and I'm talking about Isaiah Wilson for those who don't know, the Georgia product, the right tackle. Um, he, he was in the building. Um, ultimately, he got caught in the car with a girl doing one forty, and I, I believe he had some drugs on him. They said who knows what the substance was. But um, at this point in time, he was in the building. I like it, man. I think this would be the good place to resurrect, you know, you sit together uh, at home where your family could be, you know, pretty much on your back and watch you, you know what I'm saying, versus you being abroad and acting like a fool fool. Um, I like it. You know what I'm saying? We got our brother with us. He's the chosen one from the Bronx. Let's talk to him about these things. Know my brother? What's going on, baby? Peace, King. What's up with you? I just want Love you to you know, Freeze, you just sound you sound a little bit muffled. Not a lot, my guy. But on these days, I want you to be as clear yeah. as rain, brother. Is it cool now? Just a little bit is more. Cool I don't now? know what it is. Keep talking. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. It is so crazy. Cause it should there be you speaking. go. Yeah, you clearing, you clearing up. You clearing up. Uh, I wonder if it's the signal or if it's just the positioning on there. Probably. All right, well, yeah, right. bro, how you feeling, man? Everything good? I'm good, bro, I'm good. Um, Yo, whose son was that? 
was that was that's my son, that's, I'm not I'm not trying to be funny, but I could remember talking yeah. about. This I, I would say I would you. say that was our because we kind of discovered him at the same time, right? Right. I could that's remember why. yo, and it's so crazy when I saw him. I said yo. I know me and Freezy talked about this kid for quite some time because yeah. we was talking about him because we needed alignment at that time, too, when he was drafted. Yeah, and that's how I got a though. chance to see Aziz and them kids, right? So yeah. I knew I wasn't bugging, my yeah, brother. Um, Carter first. All right, so, Carter. yeah, we could just, you know, we could just, first. you know what I mean? Yeah. We could be adopted Carter, parents on that Crowder. one. It was Carter, Which, Crowder, and uh, it was another right. dude. I can't remember. Yeah. Yep. So my question was, and and it was so crazy, the moment I saw his name, Freeze, I said, yo, me and Freezy was watching the game against Clemson. They was playing against Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, that's it. And, yo, that was like one of the first times we actually spoke watching a college game. You were watching the game, right, a college game. Yeah, right. So I remember that. It's clear as day. So. I see the kid had a little bit of a troubled situation where he did some young stuff, which is fine. And it seemed, it's, it's good to see the Giants taking a risk on somebody who actually has, you know, a little bit of a checkered situation, but it ain't nothing too detrimental. But I feel it's out of desperation as well, where we like mm-hmm. looking around and saying, ah, what are we going to do? Now, this kid, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken... He's a real big kid. He's a real big yeah. kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, let me get this with this. We got a little bit of his combine, like his strengths and weaknesses. We got that? Um, I didn't pull any of that up, my brother, but let me see if I can get his, get his life together right here. Okay, cool. I'm going to put myself yeah, on mute, nice. grab myself some water real quick for like uh, for whatever. Let me get the expressions together. Uh, let me get his life together right quick. Alright, and don't forget, we also got some specials coming up. We're going to play, we got the holiday. We got some of that big private. And of course, we got the Joe Judge. Double Eye Emoji. Double Eye Emoji, Joe. Wait for the kid on you know, get it in his life and time buying things of this nature or Hey, hey, 
right. So, you know, young fella Isaiah Wilson, product of the Georgia man. This ain't no, you know, let me just say this. This ain't nothing to save nobody. To me, this is more like a piece to put here for a future thing because them boys is booking. And I think they good for each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that just would be a good thing for him to get back with his old teammate and get some work in. Uh, but Isaiah Wilson, primarily a tackle. I don't see this being no guard thing, but who knows? These guys are different. Young fella was born in Brooklyn, New York. He is six six and a half. <laughs> and a half. Uh, three hundred and fifty pounds. Arms thirty five and a half. Hands ten and a quarter. Um, on the forty, he did a five point three. Bench press, perhaps nine. Ooh, twenty six. That's pretty, that's pretty decent, but I, you know, I want you to get in the 30s, my son. You're supposed to be in the 30s somewhere, because the way you play on that field, stuck as much as ball. You know, checks drop, but I'm pretty sure he'll be back. Uh, on the broad jump, he had uh, 109, three cones, you know, uh, 8.2. But um, putting the tape on, and you see this kid move bodies. In the run game, he's a product. Of course, you know, speedy guys, but you're going to have a problem with him a little bit. You know, to me, all these big guys usually do. But once he lock on, he lock on. And when you're talking about that Eric Flowers, you know, his boy's a little different. Um, let's see if I can pull up his PSL to see if he has some love out there. You know what I'm saying? Tony's giving him love because this is, this is a guy that we talked about prior. But, you know, once again, even if we sign him, it's not like he's going to save us. We got a lot of problems. Uh, shout out to uh, LRP. He put a clip out there, man, of um, our boy Bregman and, um, and Billy Price looking bad out there, you know, against Atlanta. Billy Price couldn't even stay on his feet, you know, pretty much looked like he caught the turf monster just coming out of the kick slot. Bredesen just got looped around. I don't know, man. You know, I guess... When you put the magnifying glass on, like I just said yesterday, shit, you're going to see that, you know, the happenings inside of it. And that's exactly what that is. Um, so, but let's see. Can I put up the particular moment? Yeah, he ain't got no grade. Hmm. Cool. Alright. Either way. Shout out to Isaiah Wilson. Hopefully, Isaiah Wilson is a part of the New York Football Giants. Um, and this line is a continuous uh, project. It's going to keep, you know, being an ongoing project, moving pieces all over the damn place. Because now we heard uh, uh, Bredren, <laughs> Ben Bredren has a hand injury that he's going to miss some time on. So we already lost, you know, Nick Gates. To a leg, you know, he went off. Now, we're missing the guard. And Billy Price is moving around like he got one and a half leg. <laughs> Shakes, you're gonna have to, you gotta explain that about the sense. Why he, why he putting himself on the ground for rest? He needed the timeout. It's disgusting. All right. Well, 
what we're gonna do right now, man, I'm gonna get some precious. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I'm gonna play a couple right quick. You know what I'm saying? I only got three, but uh, we're gonna get into this thing. Let me locate those. I don't want Alright, so the first question I'm going to play here is from Eda Chosen One's son, Tay Crowder, talking about his new responsibilities as um, due to the fact of uh, Blake Martinez going down in the Falcons game. Uh, my understanding, I believe the reports was he tore his ACL, so I don't, I didn't, I didn't see a sprain. If somebody tell, tell me if I'm wrong or not, let me uh, open up this chat. Let me also let y'all know the number to call. That would be 914-205-5796. I repeat, 914-205-5796. That is the number to call into the shakedown. And now the live chat is open if you guys want to log into there. Get your chatty chat on, chatty chatty. Get in there and get the type if you don't want to talk. But uh, real quick, we're going to get into this presser. And this presser is uh, Kate Crowder from today talking about his newfound responsibilities as our signal caller inside linebacker for the New York Football Giants. You want to have it? Here we go. What was it like hearing voices in your head during the game? Uh, it was fun, you know. Uh, hearing it in practice and switching it over in the game was kind of different just because uh, in the game it was way more serious. And, uh but it was it was a great uh, experience to have. Did you like that it had to happen so quickly? Like you didn't have you didn't really have time to think about what was going to happen in sort of the I don't want to say enormity, but the, you know the pressure of having to run that defense. I feel like the uh, coaches do a great job of you know preparing us each day uh, by giving us all you know the player calls helmet and um, just being prepared for if someone does go down, be ready to step up and be the signal caller. Did you actually have to switch helmets? Yeah, I did. You knew that right away, huh? I could tell you. You kind of were telling me you needed the helmet, like. Oh yeah. Oh no, no doubt. We we always talk about it, you know, before the game, who the next man will be up is. Like I said, the coaches do a great job of doing that, so I was prepared. So like when Blake's healthy in camp. Do you still wear it? Yeah, we have like three signal collar helmets just in case. Do you literally have to take a a separate helmet or do they apply the thing to the helmet? Yeah, they just have a backup helmet with the uh, signal collar thing already in there and we just switch it over as soon as we need it. Is it one size fits all then? (laughs) We kind of make the adjustment. Your mind change. Like, how much do they ask you to do some of the stuff that, aside from you know signal calling, that Blake was doing? I mean, you you, you in for more plays. You obviously, played every snap the other day. How do you view that? What changes for you? Uh, I think it's the same. You know, just prepare, keep preparing, and uh, just come to work each day and practice, and uh, just do what I do what I've been doing. Uh, do what the coach is telling me. You know, just come out and work hard, and um, just keep going. What's the biggest thing you guys lose not having Blake? Uh, you know, it'll be tough. Uh, Blake, Blake's a leader. Uh, he's one of the captains of the defense, so that's always tough losing the captain of your defense, but uh, it's next man up mentality. Last drives over these last couple ball games, do you guys feel like you have something to prove as an overall group? Uh, each, each game, we, we want to hone in on you know being better than the next week. 
and uh, we know where our weaknesses are, and we just want to uh, do better, and it starts in practice. Can you look at these late drives? <laughs> when you look at these late drives, can you put your finger on what you think it is is going wrong during that time? Because, I mean, you guys played really well right the whole time, and then late in the game, it just kind of broke down for you. Is it guys get, you know, the stress getting to guys, guys trying to do too much? How do you, what do you see there? I don't really see, like, something necessarily going wrong. It's just we got to work on finishing as a group. And that's probably one of our weaknesses is just finishing. And uh, that's something we got to uh, do in practice and we'll keep uh, improving on. How do you work on that, though? How do you work on finishing? Like I said, just coming to practice and uh, finishing drives, finishing um, two minutes, uh, situ situational stuff. That's the challenge of just knowing you guys have to kind of dig yourself out of the 0-3 hole. Um, you know, we always hone in on, uh, you know, something might happen in the game, a uh, sudden change. So if that happens, you know, we always want to be prepared on that, and that's kind of what we just do, work on it in practice. What do you see from Kamara? Obviously, you see a lot of highlights of him. What, what have you seen studying him on film? Uh, he's a great bat. He, he can do a lot of things. Um, you know, we, he, he's a great player, obviously, and we just got to do a good job of preparing for him. Do you look back in the last couple of years and say, wow, I've come from Mr. Irrelevant to I'm now calling plays or relaying plays? Yeah, I really don't even think about it. I just try to be the best player I can for the team and uh, come to work each day and be the best version of myself. Crowder, man. Shout out to Clay Crowder, man. I'm excited for him and his opportunity uh, to step up for Blake. Um, hopefully, he doesn't look like he's lost out there. Um, you know, we, we talked about who that could be, you know, Clay uh, Crowder, Reggie Zagan. Uh, some of even said Carter Crawford. Um, so, uh, it would have been good for me. We get to see what Clay Clay could do. Uh, you know, they try to play him with the Mr. Irrelevant. You know, that's irrelevant right now. You know what I'm saying? Because he's playing right now. He's leading the team. How about that? You know what I'm saying? How about that? So, shout out to Tay Tay. Uh, yeah, my son. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to my son. I don't know if he's ready, but we're going to definitely see. Um, 
Like I said, everybody gets a chance. And that chance is now for everybody to see what's going on. So, this is the body. Yeah, she's definitely the body. It's just a scary situation to me because of who we facing. And we all know what type of team Sean McPayton, Sean Payton runs and that high-powered offense with those schemes and those trick plays and also it's just a lot. You know, it's a lot to deal with. So this is a good test for him to see where he is, to get the mm-hmm. defense in position, you know, to, to execute a game plan. This is this is a big step for a young man who is what they call Mr. Irrelevant, like you alluded to, in his mm-hmm. career. Like, this is what he dreamed about, to be the starting middle linebacker and signal caller for a team in the NFL. He's living his dream, man. Hopefully the moment isn't too big for him, and he can answer the bell, and um, we can look and see if we got something there, you know? Mm -hmm. I would like for it to pan out. I would like for my son to be the guy, as as we all do. Because that means if we have somebody who's the guy in him, we can go ahead and go get another guy in this draft and add to another position for quality depth. So you always want these guys to pan out. So you don't have to waste draft picks or take a chance, rather, you know, on free agency or drafting. So he's saving us money and a draft pick if this guy can pan out. So hopefully, you know, it will work out. We will be able to do what we do. And uh, we'll see what you got, young fella. Because you definitely going to be challenged. Yeah, yeah. And we also got our brother with an LRP. We got no problems with Houston. What's going on, brother? Yo, yo. <clears throat> What's going on, everybody? How's the audio? Can you hear me? Okay? Peace, King. You, you yeah, good, peace, bro. King. Good. Peace, peace. What's up, what's up, man? Ain't nothing, man. Just Offensive line move with the kid yeah. that me and Freezy is very familiar with that we actually watched live on game day one day and like so we just claimed you know parental rights over you know I'm just a parent of an alternate mm-hmm. resident and that's about it. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, what you think about that though, for real though? You got the bookings from Georgia, man. You remember what they was looking like with Tom and them? Yeah, I know. I know. Hopefully, uh, Thomas can get um, Wilson, you know what I mean, acclimated well. And, you know what I mean, those boys start playing. And Isaiah Wilson, you know, leave all that bad shit behind, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was making bad decisions. Yeah, I think he was making bad decisions when Hopefully he matured a little bit, man, and being closer to home, hopefully that helps him because family can't keep you grounded or they can't ground you up. You know what I'm saying? So um we'll see. We'll see, man. I think it's a good move because new place, you know what I'm saying, new slate. Outlook on life should be, man. You're home, baby. Relax. You don't gotta go crazy. You know what I mean? Just sit back as a kind of your career. Because, I, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I think this is more of a future piece than anything. I don't think he helps us extremely this year. You know what I'm saying? Possibly not. 
I hope he does, though, so we can use it. <laughs> we would want him to, right? Word. We would want that to happen, but these people would be slow stroking for us. You know okay, I mean? tell you, gentlemen. I'm serious, man. That's a fact, Black. I'm like, what the hell, dude? You know what I'm saying? Why it takes so long for these people to get acclimated, man? Acclimated. They really don't, though. That shit is like... So I got a great question, before anybody else call in and want to go at it like regular on this trip. debate Wednesdays, Not 914-205-5796. That's the number to call in. And the great mighty LRP was speaking. Go ahead, my brother. No, I was just saying instant grits versus regular grits. You know what I'm saying? Instant grits mm-hmm. don't take no time. Yeah. Make some real grits. You can be there for like 20 minutes. Right, and get your water, and get your water <laughs> amount right, because if grits don't have the right amount of water, you done just messed up a whole damn pot, and you don't want to hear that on right? wolves on breakfast. Get get that you water know, amount though. to grit mm-hmm. amount right. So we all know what shit is. The instant is, is what we getting. What we want them to right. do is stir the pot. We want you to stir that. the pot. And you get know what I'm saying? Because a little bit we don't want this to get you exactly. We don't want no lumpy ass grits. So that you know, <laughs> we're putting the instant right now. I'm saying it. I'm saying it because all they doing is adding water. Ain't no flavor. Ain't no pizzazz to none of this shit. That's you know what I'm saying? They just put them on the field at this point. Right. No butter. No salt. No nothing. No nothing. You yo, yo. When you start looking at some of these people breaking down LLP, that was some good shit you, you posted up there with uh, Ben Bredgen and, and Billy Price out there on skates. I don't know what kind of ice was on they, you know, on they. Yo. Them boys is on the, the ground, slipping, falling, turning. Woo. Yeah, like, yo. Right? Ain't nobody touched that dude. He just fell on his own. I was like, what the? He fuck? had an earthquake in his cleats. What the hell happened to you, boy? It looked like a ghost was blocking him. Well, it did. It I was like, like a fucking angel in the outfield. A super just came and took him out. Fucking straight pushed him down. I was like, yo, the wind pushed that motherfucker down. For real. I swear I showed that shit again. You know, I, I had to watch it multiple like times this. because I had to look. And I'm like, because I'm looking at Hernandez. I'm like, Hernandez is fine. What happened to these Like, he just, he just fell, bro. <laughs> and then, and then, Bre- and then, Bredwin was in the blender. I don't know who that was that put him in the blender. I don't know if that was Grady Jarrett or whoever. They put him in the blender. Bredwin in the blender. Yeah, I don't know thought, if that was the one that broke his hand. There was another one that uh, they showed where um, uh, Barkley ran up the middle, and I was saying that if he had a little bit of patience, that B gap opened up. You know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. the reason why that's pertinent for this conversation is because damn Billy Price, before um, Barkley ran into the teeth of the defense, that motherfucker just fell down again. He fell, he fell down in front of the linebacker dude trying to cut block. I was like, what the hell is he doing? I got double eye emojis on you now, Billy. You look crazy out there, boy. You looking like you need to be on dancing with stars or something. You need some foot lessons, son. You don't know what kind of dancing boy you are. You got two left pieces. 
What is wrong with you, boy? Chill, just come get your son. Well, you know, Word. don't act like you don't hear it. I'm going to get your son shaped. All right, so what we're going to do is we played the first press. I don't know if you heard it, LLP. It was with the Tate Crowder. I'm talking about his new responsibilities of taking over for Blake Martinez. And, um, you know, so we're going to uh, also have uh, the Kenny Galladay and the Joe Judging. But uh, did you hear the, the pressure with uh, Tate Crowder? I did not know. Really? I think you were no, one, I, one of the no. ones that was stating that um, Connor Coughlin or one, somebody else you, you, know, you would like to see there. Right? That was you? Yeah, um, Carter Coughlin and um, uh, Peppers. Peppers. Uh, Carter Coughlin or Peppers. Okay. Yeah, so we get to see young Tate Crowder there. He gets the, the first assignment to see what he can do. Um, how you feel about that? Um, I'm indifferent. We'll see how it goes. Um, Where, where's your apprehension? Uh, you know. Okay. Just uh, ability to be able to get everybody on key because you know, what I mean, that's pretty much the quarterback of the defense. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If he wilds out and got folks, especially the linebackers, in bad position, and dealing yeah. with Kamara, you know what I mean? That could be a, a thing. But um, oh, just experience and and being able to recognize what they're doing to be able to feed that. Yeah, experience. Best teaching. So, hopefully they have a backup plan just in case things go awry. You know? Yeah. So, I'm going to get into the next presser, which is the Kenny Galladay, excuse me, uh, talking about, um, you know, his camaraderie with the quarterback and things of this nature. And uh, he, he sounded a little more confident in this one than me. I'm not sure if you heard this prior, but he sounded a little more confident. But um, here's Kenny Galladay without any further ado. What's the frustration about being right there so close and then having the game, you know, end up with the other team getting the W? Uh, well, I mean, you know, just losing period is kind of frustrating. But, you know, at the end of the day, we just got to, you know, keep putting work in each and every week. And we, we, are, we are right there. You know, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, some, we look back and some of those plays we just didn't execute on. And if we're not going to execute, then that's how the game going to turn out. And we just got to do a better job at that. How, uh, how much pain were you in on, on Sunday? Uh, I mean, I was able to be out there. So, I mean, it, re- it really, you know, doesn't matter. I felt like I was able to, you know, go out there and play. Um, I know before the game, you know, I had to do like a workout and everything. Uh, obviously, you know, I showed coaches I was able to go out there and compete at a high level. What was that work out like? You had a long meeting with Dave and Joe and uh, Really just, you know, me being transparent and just being honest, you know, to myself and to the coaches. You know, I, I wouldn't have been out there and th- those guys wouldn't have let me go out there if I wasn't ready. I felt like I'd be able to go out there and, like I said, compete at a high level. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I wanted to be out there because I wanted to do whatever I can to help the team. Is this an aggravation of the hip injury you had last year? Uh, no. Same hip, different hip? Uh, different. Hey, different. did you hurt something else uh, when Ingram fumbled? You were trying to make a tackle. Did you get hurt there? Oh, no. Uh, the guy had just somewhat, I guess, kicked a step on my toe. That's all it was. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, I saw you, like, grabbed yeah. down. 
Um, red zone offense. You guys are, I think, only converting like one of every three. Why do you think you guys aren't scoring more touchdowns in the red zone? Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, when you look at the game, it's plays in there that, you know, we kind of shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit. And that all just comes down to execution. Um, we have to be better, you know. Uh, there's no way around that. Uh, and that is going to take everybody, you know, from the players, the coaches. We just got to we just gotta do a better job. And, you know, first off, it comes down as the players. I mean, we have, you know, some false starts. We might have a drop ball, uh, fumbles, anything. It's just, you know, us just executing better. From your experience, like, once you get inside the 20, you think it's um – is it better to attack the end zone and attack upfield and attack the defense in the back, or do you take what they give you and try to shorten the field to get closer to the end zone? Uh, well, first off, when we get down in the red zone, we want to come up. We want to come out with points. Um, we just got to do what we do. To be honest, I mean, I'm gonna keep it like that. Um, play our game and just limit the you know self-inflicted wounds, you know penalties, whatever that might be. Um, we just got to find a way to come out with points and just play our game. What's the challenge of being 0-3 right now and just trying to dig yourselves out of that hole? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm back against the wall right now um, pretty much, and we just got to, you know, just keep fighting. I mean, it, we, we're on week four right now. We still got a lot of ball game left. Uh, to be honest, it's a, it's a challenge each and every week. But at the end of the day, you know, we got to go out there and play our game. Besides, yeah, I think there was a lot of excitement. Just, you know, when you did Detroit, with make big plays down the field. Why do you yeah. think those have been happening in the first three weeks? Uh, I mean, I don't really have an answer to that. Well, I mean, are you, are you running different routes? Because, again, in, in Detroit, it was like, you know, you were, you were a deep threat. Yeah, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to run with, you know, the guys want me to run. Um, I just look at it as, you know, whenever my number's called, I just want to go out there and make the play. You know, if it's, you know, short or long, I just got to go out there and make the play. That's my mindset. Do you have a problem with the amount of conditioning you guys do? Do you think it doesn't keep you as fresh? Uh, yeah, I mean, I really don't have a comment on that. Um, at the end of the day, we got to go out there and work. Um, it's all, you know, the conditioning. We're going to need it anyway, you know. Um, those guys definitely get tired in the fourth, and I feel like we, we're still running in the, in the fourth quarter. So it, it helps. With uh, with Sterling and, and Darius both banged up, if, if, they, if they're not ready to go, how much more do you, do you feel like that puts on your shoulders to have to step up for that group? Uh, I'm not feeling it as pressure at all. Um, I've been in situations where, you know, receivers have went down. Um, at the end of the day, I still got to do my job and just make plays. I'm not going to do, you know, more more than what I'm asked to do. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like you're building pretty good chemistry with your quarterback? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. Um, I feel like it's getting better each week. Um, this past week, uh, just looking at the film, there's some stuff I could have done better, but at the same time, uh, we were able to make some completions. We'll take two more. Last week was they wanted to maybe manage your reps, not play you as many. I don't know if that's related to the hip, but is that something you're okay with? You want to play 100% of the reps? How do you how do you manage to deal with that? Uh, it's all about just being smart. Um, you know, um, listening to your body, listening to the coaches, listening to the training staff. I don't want to go out there and do more than what, you know, I'm asked to do. I mean, that's how injuries happen, you know, doing, you know, trying to go above and beyond. I just want to do my job. You've played in domes before, obviously. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in New Orleans with them playing their first home game after the hurricane? And uh, Well, there's always loud there. I've, I've actually played there, I want to say, my rookie year. Um, it's going to be loud regardless. But with this being the first game, um, like you said, for them at least, you know, back in the dome, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to be real loud. Um, but it'd be a lot of fun, you know. Uh, 
Kenny Galladay. <clears throat> May I please um, go first? About, uh, huh? May I please go first? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's Kenny Galladay talking about uh, his participation in um, the Voodoo Don't Come and, um, and the Eve Chosen One. Uh, our expert, definitely in the wide receiver and a lot of other things. Um, break this down for us, bro, man. How you feeling about what this man has to say? I want everybody to know something right now. He did the best he could to not voice his frustration with the questions that was asked because of the fact that he's not used to them coming at him that fast, that often, and the same question just asked in a different way. You can tell that. When he said, uh, I really have an answer to that. Um, I don't really, you know, get into that. That's, that's, you know, that's not something I'm going to answer, which is not avoidance, ladies and gentlemen, and I need you guys to know that. It's called keeping it as professional as you can. But there was one particular question that the whole world heard, and it was as clear as day, and here we go. So why is it that you're not down the field more often? When you were in Detroit, you used to do a lot of deep running routes. Why is that not happening here? Why are you not running so many deep routes? Uh, I just do what the guys call and tell me to do. That is not the conversation of a wide receiver. That is the conversation of a wide receiver who doesn't want to get himself in trouble because he's already voiced his opinion, and he knows if he says something to answer that question, they're going to ask him, was one of that was, was that the reason why you were yelling on the sidelines? Like, they're going to get into that. So I just want everybody to know, the plays that are being called are not to his strengths. You can hear it in his voice, you can hear it in his answering, and you can feel it in his frustration through the conversation. That was a great question by whatever reporter asked him that, and that was a question that we all would, wanted him to answer. Why are you mm-hmm. not going down the field and being a deep threat like you were when you were in Detroit? That was the question. The answer was, I just run whatever the guys tell me to run. Mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm just doing my job, boss. <laughs> Crazy. That is crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, I will well, not say fact, another though. word. But this is the fact. That's crazy. Is that these these guys are not robots, man. They're not you're not playing Madden. Alright? If you if you think for a fact you're gonna get um your quarterback killed by trying to go down the field, move the pocket. Move the pocket. Everybody else is doing it? <laughs> They looking just there for you know what I mean. Move the pocket, man. Move the launcher pad. Give this kid some chances and some shots down the field. I got I got one thing to say. Yeah. I believe in my heart, Jason Garrett has PDST, PTSD from Romo's injuries. I believe he looks at Daniel Jones in the same way that he looked at Tony Romo, because his play calling is exactly the same. But Romo's injuries happen because of his mobility. And he's trying to avoid those injuries with Daniel Jones, which he doesn't understand. 
Daniel Jones is bigger and stronger than Tony Romo. We've been playing scared since he came out. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta stop with like, that. If you want to win, up. you can't you, play you, you, you was breaking up and you you kind of muffled my guy. So hold on, let me turn it down too. Muffled. Let him know. Yeah, it's still a little. I don't know what it is. Like when you play anything or do mm-hmm. anything else, it's very clear. It's just you. I don't know why. I mean, you're good enough. Bro. Okay. We just can't interrupt you. Again. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, look. The offensive line is too made. You didn't prepare. So now you gotta prepare yourself to play outside of it. When I say play outside of it, especially when passing down, you gotta at least move this kid. The RPOs help, even though we didn't do none. It seemed like did he do any? Did any RPOs against the line? It didn't seem like that. Um you can fix that. You can fix that. You can move this guy around. Running the ball something different. You can't keep pushing everybody in the same gap. That's how it seemed like when we run running between the tackles. They're pushing everybody in the same gap. Bro, this shit is obvious. And I'm tired of watching it. It's going to make me get back on Madden like I know what I'm doing. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting me mad, man. Just watching it because everybody else is having fun, man. They're playing football, they're sleep. There's some things out there that's thinking about. Cool. Right? Unfortunately, you know, New York in general in football is, is thinking about right now outside of Buffalo. Um, so, all I would like to see is this man to be happy. What do you call him? Leader 72? I just want him to be happy and go down the field catching balls in the air for like he likes to do. Right? I want to stop with the evidence in the experiment. Can we please stop that? And, and throw to the tight ends we have available to it? Like Katie Smith? Hold on, don't get the sound. This is one Oh, oh, dear, Kyle Rudolph. Oh. What the hell going on around here, man? When we in the red zone, why are we not throwing to these people? Isn't that man like 6'6"? Six, six? Mm-hmm. What are we actually doing? None of it makes any sense. I, don't know, I just went on the soapbox. I just went on my tangent with dad, my brother. Pick your piece and then I'll play the last press over to Joe Judge. Now, I heard the same thing, man. You know, I heard the same thing. Talking about, you know, he just go out there and do what he's told. And they don't know what to make of it and all this. So, man. We can go on to the next one. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. All right, so here we go. We got uh, our faithful leader, Mr. Joe Judge. Um, Joe, he's, he's, 
You start not to believe you need more people, man. You're going to need more wings under your belt before we believe anything that you say. Sorry, sir. I mean, that's just coming from Black Friday at this point in time. I don't know if I'm muffled or whatever have you, but we're going to need more wings, sir. All right. Here's our pick for leader, Mr. JJ. We'll start our official prep on the Saints today going forward. Uh, we just changed up the uh, format today a little bit. That was pre-planned last week in terms of being on the back end of a four-game stretch going to two road games. So we're going to work a little bit differently in terms of splitting up the day today and working on early downs, almost simulating a Wednesday in the morning, come back in the afternoon, simulate a Thursday. This is very similar to what we did last week against uh, Washington, getting ready for the Thursday game. So kind of putting a lot into one day, give them a chance to get a jump start, and then we'll go ahead and push on through some on-the-field higher speed prep on Thursday and then Friday practice being Friday practice. When we talk about the Saints, I think the biggest thing that jumps out in all phases is aggressive. You know, it starts at the top with Sean. He does a tremendous job with the offense as far as creating matchups, getting the run game going, being very creative with his players. Obviously, Kamara is a guy you've got to account for. This guy's one of the top players in the league. He's a guy that jumps out at you all the time. Receiver, running, screens, whatever it may be. This guy with the ball in his hands is an absolute weapon. We've got to make sure we account for him in everything that we do because of everything that they do with him. They use a number of personnel groups, so whether it's Winston back there, Taysom Hill, these guys pose a lot of problems for you. But I think when you talk about their offense, the biggest thing is just aggressive. You know, fringe shot type team, gadget type of team, not afraid to go ahead and really roll the dice and take a chance, do a lot of inventive things that keep you on your toes. We'll be very sound as a team this week on defense and make sure we're accounting for who's on the field and what they do. You know, Carmichael obviously does a great job with Sean being there for a long time, very good relationship to mapping out that offense. You know, they've kept a lot of the structure consistent through changeovers of players. Obviously, the biggest changeover would be Breeze. I'd say Winston's playing at a very high level right now. He's doing a lot of good things to keep them in position and obviously winning games. You know, defensively, I think Allen does a great job of, you know, getting on you and getting after you. You talk about this defense, start with the secondary on the back end. The corners are very, very aggressive. They're very capable of man matching you. They're very good in their match zones. The safeties are experienced. They have good versatility as blitzers or deep field cover players. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They put you in a position you really have to execute, and then up front they get after you with the pass rush. It starts on the edge, or with the edge rushers, but the inside penetrates, and again, you got to be looking for Davis right there, 56, in the run in the pass game, and he's not slow to go ahead and blitz, trigger, or hug up on the back to save some protection. This guy's someone you have to count for at all times. They have a lot of experience on the defense. They have a lot of vet savvy. They don't make a lot of mistakes. You know, in a kicking game with Riz, the guy I've gone, to go against, I've gone against a number of times, I've learned from my experience with Darren, you know, aggressive is definitely the word that sticks out. You know, it's the punt rushes, the field goal rushes, the explosive returners. This is a home run type team that's always looking for a big play. You've got to make sure that you're executing with good fundamentals. And you've got to communicate, which is obviously going to be a challenge down there. All right, in the Dome, we expect one of the greatest atmospheres we've ever been in. Um, for those of us who are kind of historians of the game, you look back on that Katrina game, the first game back in the Dome, I would expect this to be very, very similar for, you know, that town takes a lot of pride in New Orleans, a lot of pride in their team, and a team that takes a lot of pride in representing the city. So this is going to be a tough game for us. It's a very good opponent, very well coached. Uh, they execute with a lot of explosive schemes and players. We have to have a good week of prep, and that starts today. That being said, I'll open any questions you may have. So when you're going against a team that's as aggressive as they are, do you look at your philosophy and say, you know what, we have to match their aggressiveness, or do you take the opposite approach? No, I think you have to be aggressive in how you do things as a team all the time. I think it's aggressive in terms of your fundamentals and within the flow of the game. Aggressive doesn't mean going out there and throwing haymakers every play and doing foolish things that takes you out of the flow of the game. You know, the first thing you have to do going down and playing against a team like this is it starts with good fundamentals. You've got to go down there and execute your techniques to give you a chance. What a lot of teams do against a team like the Saints are in a heated environment. It's loud. There's a lot of energy. They have explosive players. 
a lot of times you have a tendency, maybe as a coach with a call you make or a player, to go out there and do something outside yourself. And now all of a sudden, instead of worrying about just what's my responsibility on this play and what technique fundamentals I have to execute it with, you do something that has a breakdown on that, and that's when they really expose you. If you go ahead and you see Kamara with the ball in his hands and you think, I just got to get him on the ground, and you're going for a big hit or you just think about you know, not getting beat, you're not thinking about keeping your feet under your body, scalping in, holding your leverage, making a tackle, keeping your eyes up, seeing what you hit. And those are really the things you've got to think about. You know, on every play, it starts with good fundamentals. And we've got to bring everything back to what's my job on this play, what's my key, my assignment, my fundamentals, and I've got to focus on executing my job with the right fundamentals. If we do that, you have a chance. John, I that today's practice uh, was pre-planned to go shorter. Yeah. How much input from the players is there on what you guys are doing practice-wise? Have you heard any complaints about you know, too much conditioning, too much running? No, not outside of you guys. Um, but I would say this, in terms of you know, our philosophy for this program and what we do, uh, look, I'd emphasize what I've said all along with this. This is not an experimental program. This is a time-tested program that's worked that I've been a part of on multiple levels, whether it was in a collegiate level all right, or the professional level. I've been a part of this with great success. Not only has it been a program that's had success, it's been a program that's kept players healthy. There was a time where we were the oldest team in the league and also the healthiest team in the league for a duration of several years. You know, you look back in terms of what we did, you know, in terms of last week's practice specifically, which I know the next question is going to be about. Uh, actually, last week's practice was a little bit less than we've done in the past. All right, it's basically the same format of what we've done on Wednesdays and Thursday practices in the past. Uh, we've pulled back a little bit. We work very hand-in-hand -hand with our medical department, our sports science department, of making sure we keep monitors on individual players, what their individual loads are. We're very specific in terms of what we do with our guys on a daily basis and making sure we keep tabs on where they're at. In terms of how we train our players with the emphasis of, number one, keeping them healthy, you know, you go back to, you know, soft tissue injuries in 2020. You know, look, it was the lowest this organization has had in previous years, previous three seasons. Our hamstring injuries last year specifically are, were half the league average last year. When we look at soft tissue injuries, you know, around the league last year, you know, our reduced time of missed injuries, all right, while the NFL average went up, we reduced it by previous years, okay? You talk about in terms of missed time of practice, we had the second fewest missed practices in the NFL last year, the third fewest missed games, excluding the IR, all right, and among the fewest players last year to go to IR that didn't return. Translation, our guys are healthy enough to return after missing some time. The emphasis on our program starts with player health all the time. That's it, point blank. These are things we explain our players in the spring, in training camp, and we reinforce it throughout the season. All right, simply put, high-speed training is necessary to avoid soft tissue injuries, okay? Now, there's things that happen, and we look back and we examine everything that happens with any injury, whether it's a collision injury, whether it's a non-contact injury like Blake had the other day, or maybe something that's soft tissue. But we look through that all the time and dissect that. So in terms of the questions of how we're practicing or what we're doing, um, look, the volumes of practice last week, not only were nothing new, they were actually a little bit less than they were in the past. In terms of specifically the conditioning you're asking about, yeah, actually the only thing I did differently conditioning last week was I didn't condition on Thursday. You know, maybe that was a mistake. So, Joe, Joe, two games, losing at the whistle or the buzzer, whatever you want to say. How do you teach a team to win? It's not as simple as it sounds, but is there an answer? Yeah, well, we stress on the fundamentals in every play. You talk about the finish of the game. So you got to finish the game out, right? But when does that happen? It happens in the first 59 minutes and 59 seconds. It's not on that last second right there. Okay, so we've got to put ourselves in position to make the plays that come our way. We've got to put our players in the right call, make sure we're all on the same page, and we have to execute for 60 minutes. That, that's really the whole thing. In terms of the narrative of, you know, how do you win, you've got to stop from losing, number one. You've got to cut out the mistakes that keep you from being successful. And that's turnovers, mental errors, penalties. You've got to cut those things out. 
when you eliminate those things that slow your opportunities for having success, all of a sudden you find yourself in the right position. So when you come back to this right here, and we talk to our players every week, you know, what's the truth? The truth is what's on tape. We can watch and see things we've done well, and we can watch and see things that we have to go ahead and we have to correct as a team. And until you get those things corrected as a team, you're not going to have the opportunities for success that you should have. So close isn't good enough. You're not, we're not playing you know, horseshoes or hand grenades. We have to have results. We understand that. It's production business, and we're going every week for success, and success in this league is winning, right? But we have to understand, you know, when we put ourselves in positions for these games, what's ultimately the difference at the end of the game. And it doesn't come down to that last play. It's a series of, you can say sometimes it's four, five, seven, ten, whatever it is, plays throughout the game. You have to look at it and say, these were really the plays that stopped us early that prevented us late from having success. So to me, it's fundamentals from the opening whistle to the end of the game. Joe, Joe you missed a line for you on, we asked you about Jason Garrett on Monday, and you said that you wanted to stay the course before making any radical changes, not just in relation to him, Where's the line for you as a coach between wanting to stay the course and keep teaching the fundamentals and everything and feeling the need to make radical changes to save us? And I know the right things are being taught, that we're playing with good fundamentals, we're putting our players in a position to be successful, then I don't see a reason to change over coaching. But there's things that tie in that we have to make sure we're on the same page all the time. Look, I tell players all the time, the first person I look at post-game is myself in the mirror. I start with things I did, decisions I made. How did we execute practice throughout the week? What schemes did I allow to be kept in the game plan? What did I allow to be called in certain situations? How did I manage the time and the situation throughout the course of the end of the half, end of the game? That starts with me. And then it goes into the coordinators, the position coaches. Then we get to the players. I want to make sure that they're all in the right place before we start getting down to the players right there. But in terms of you know, making any kind of radical changes, like look, we've got to correct some things internally and fundamentally and give ourselves a chance for success, and that's what we're focused on right now. Joe, when your offense is struggling to score, I know you want to play the field position game, but... Don't you think it might make more sense to go for it on these fourth downs inside the 40 and give them a, more of a chance to score a touchdown rather than playing the field position game there? Like, do you rethink that? Do I go through every situation and think about what have I done something differently, how would it work? Yeah, absolutely. I always kind of play that side. Specifically the one you asked about this week in the game. We're on a 39-yard line, fourth and fourth situation. We punt and we down the ball inside the five. Yet to me in that situation right there, that's something that sometimes may have grand kick field goal. With the wind the other day, that wasn't going to be the case because of the hard crosswind right there. It just wasn't high percentage. And when you give them the ball at midfield, obviously, they've already made an advantage. There was a large part of the first half we played the half on our side of the 50 before we had to start getting drives going, all right? We got to the point in the second half, I was pleased with how the defense was playing. I thought they were in control of the game. I thought our offense was moving the ball effectively. At that time, there was wind at our back, so it would have been in their face for the next drive. We punned the ball down there. We downed it where we wanted to inside the five-yard line. We've got to stand up on defense, hold the field position, force them to pump with the wind in their face, and then capitalize on good field position as an offense. So you can sometimes go ahead and be overly aggressive and swing for the fences, but you've got to trust and play to your kicking game and your defense as well. And if they do their job, the offense gets a whole other swing in the bat right there to be in field position for four more downs as opposed to just having one more down where maybe they have the ball at midfield. So you're saying there are situations where you would consider going for it there. You're just playing it like case by case? Yeah, to me it's the flow of the game, Pat. If you kind of look back to a lot of decisions I've made as head coach, I'm not afraid to go for it on fourth down. Okay, I've referenced some times, you know, we've gone for it to be over-aggressive at times. We've been successful in a lot of fourth downs around here. I'm not afraid to go for it on fourth down. I'm not afraid to go for it on two. I'm not afraid to run fakes, onside kicks. Like, trust me, I don't live in the world of fear. I don't. But i got to make sure that every decision I make is calculated to put the team in a position for success. So there's times I want to bow my chest out and say, like, all right, here we go. We're going for this one right here. That's not always the best thing for the team. So sometimes you can get caught up in the emotion, all right, which normally when you do that and you remove the logic and thinking that you went in the game and the flow of the game with, you only make the wrong decision right there. 
So to me, in those moments right there, I've got a couple people I talk to in terms of just kind of, you know, hey, here's a situation, I'm thinking A or B, let's think of the consequences of this right here. It could be really, really good, does it put our team at a disadvantage if it goes wrong? Okay, now like, I don't live in the world of fear of, okay, if it doesn't go right, what's it going to look like? But I got to live in the world of trust of, I can put our defense down there to play from inside the five-yard line, and I trust that they're going to keep those guys down there. We're going to get the ball back in positive field position and go make a play and move the ball away from there. How much, does analytics, how much does analytics and where does it factor in for you in regards to those decision-making? The analytics is just a tool. It's nice to look at the numbers and how they go through the flow of the game, but the analytics changes based on the opponent, based on who you have available for the game, and how the flow of the game is going, too. You can look at a stat sheet all you want. I promise you, if, if XL was going to win football games, Bill Gates would be killing it right now. Okay, But you know, you've got to take those numbers as a tool, and then you've got to go ahead and factor in how your team is playing at the time, and what the opponent has as well. you got to measure your strengths and weaknesses against the opponent every time. And then also in terms of the flow of the game. We, since you were talking about the injuries and stuff, Howard, Slayton, Shep, Radisson's hand, could you give us an update on that? We'll kind of get a better feel today. Um, I would say, you know, obviously today's a walkthrough. If this was a full speed day, we wouldn't see these guys in full speed action. We have a little bit more time going into the game and stuff like that. We'll see where they are coming out today and how tomorrow looks right there. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I think I saw Isaiah Wilson coming back into the building this morning. Um, if you guys are bringing him in, what makes you think that you could kind of get him on the straight and narrow when other organizations have not? Well, I'd say two things. Uh, one, I'm not going to comment specifically on any transactions until they're completed or happen. Um, but look, to comment on, on your question right there in terms of just dealing with players, in terms of how we can help develop them, look, I'm going to be honest with you, I have a lot of trust in the staff we have here. I have a lot of trust in the support we have here. I have a lot of trust in the you know, program we have here to put people in a position to be successful. I don't think it's a blanket of, you know, what someone else has done with someone that has to tie into, you know, how they do successfully for you. I think there's a point in time that everybody needs a fresh start, you know, and I think that if you treat everyone on an individual basis and understand the person and you address them as a person in terms of what's best for that guy to help them get on their straight and narrow, then they have a chance for success. So, and that's not directed directly to the one you asked about. That's just in general period. So when it comes down to, you know, whether it's the draft or free agency and it always comes up, people ask about personalities and things. Like, I'll tell you right now, like I say it all the time in there. I tell John, I tell Dave, I tell them all the time. I got no problem with personalities. A lot of people don't like my personality, okay? I have no problem with personalities. I can deal with pretty much anything. I got an eclectic group of friends, okay, from all different walks of life. So I can pretty much deal with anybody as long as they're themselves, they're honest, and in, this, and in this setting right here, that they love football. So if you meet those three things, if you're an honest person, you're going to be yourself on a daily basis, and you love football, yeah, I'll be able to deal with you, no problem. That's our fearless leader, Joe Judge. We also got with us our brother, Shakes Montana. He's back with us. What's going on, bro? What's good, bro? There you go. There you go. What it do, man? All right. Chilling, chilling, bro. Chilling, bro. We got you with us. Uh, we got you earlier, huh? Huh? I said they kidnapped you earlier, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got me motherfucking moving all over the place. But mm-hmm. as far as the... um. Mm-hmm. From what I heard, it's just a little something that I just wanted to just point out and speak on. Because it rubbed me the wrong way, Paul. But 
said that they are always trying to put players and people in the right position to be successful. Well, how come we're not successful? If that's the mantra, if that's just going, then how come we're not successful? Mm-hmm. And then when I think about it in even more in an even more deeper level, boy, you put players in the right position to be successful or you put people in the right position to be successful. That means that goes for coaches too. And so if your offense is anemic and it is one of the worst in the league, you don't make changes that you need to make in order to be successful. See, that's what I don't get. Like, y'all, y'all saying these things, but your actions say other. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in hog mollies. Hog mollies. That's the mantra coming in. Mm-hmm. And three years later, we taking a flyer on Isaiah Wilson. No disrespect to Isaiah Wilson, because I liked him as a player. I liked him coming out. We all did. Me and Black Freezy was goo goo and gaga and all that. But the thing about it is he has off-field troubles where he got released. So this is something that you're taking a flyer on this player, just hoping that somehow, way, he turns his life around. This is where we're at. That's the point that we're at, an offensive line. So all this hog moly, hog moly, hog moly shit. But now we at this point. Come on. So a lot of this shit that they've been saying to me, they've not been backing up their words. And that's one of the things that I can't stand in life, in anybody in life. If you say some shit, be man enough to back up. Motherfucking say some shit because it sounds cute. Don't say something to me because you think that's what I like to hear. If you want to tell me that we ain't going to bring in no hog mollies the whole change that I'm in, then let me know off the rip. Just like I tell my females, y'all can't get mad. Because I let y'all know off the rip. So then anything else after that, you can't cry, bitch, Ramon. You knew what it was. But instead, that's not what they do to us. Not, not to judge. They don't do that to us. They give us this false hope and this false claim shit, and then they give us what they give us on the field. They say this, but then they do that. And I'm tired of it. Back up your fucking words. All right, that's what you You know what I mean? But, um... So, you know, it, it's interesting because now you're feeling this way because I remember you was acting crazy prior. You was acting real crazy about this. Because, you know, the brothers are trying to tell you, like, hey, man, you ain't got no offensive line, man. You were saying shit like we tackle good and all this. So it's good to hear that, you know, coming to your senses with this offensive line. Come on, man. 
It's going to, you know, taking a fly on Isaiah Wilson is the best thing we got because that's all we got. We gave ourselves no options. No options. We kept three tackles. Look, man, we don't want to win. We're not built to win. Now, here's my thing. And to just go further on this Isaiah Wilson thing, even though he's signed to the practice squad, I'm pretty sure that he will be signed up pretty soon into the um, active roster and all that good stuff. Right. Just, you know, the politics and shit, they, you know, they're doing. They be slow-stroking. Give him some time to get acclimated. Yeah. Give him time to acclimate himself into the team and all that blah-blah shit. But anyway, right? Now, my thing is this, and I was right about the center thing and Billy Price, and I was right yeah, about boom. if you throw him in, you you got to you gotta move Gates on to the guard, right? It he didn't right, pan out for Gates in that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It didn't pan out for Gates too much. And Billy Price is doing all right at center, man. I ain't saying he's doing great or perfect, but he's doing all right, man, uh, just right around where I expected. But my thing is this. Bringing in Isaiah Wilson now, right? I'm like, I'm looking at Hurt, and I'm looking at Wilson. Because they are um, guys that are primarily run blockers, right? That's their forte. Yeah, and on the right run side. Yeah. Exactly, right? So I'm thinking. I like that. I like, like that combo. One of those dudes can go and, and, and drop to guard. One of those it's guys. Perk. It's Perk. He played it before. In college. And that was my question. Like, which one of y'all would want to drop it's to perk. guard? Perk. Or Matt Purdy? Miss Sun. Yeah. He played guard all the way until his senior year. And then his senior year, he played right tackle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's been a guard for three years. He knows the position. He actually graded out at guard better than right tackle. Mm-hmm. He just happened to do a good job so at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he had, he mm-hmm. was a better guard than right tackle because he played mm-hmm. it longer. Mm-hmm. He mastered the position, but he was able to be versatile. That's what got him drafted. But that's why I believe he drafted him as a prospect to be a right tackle, right? right? Mm-hmm. But so, his ass needs to stay now in the right guard position. I gotta be honest. I love the combination Shakes just brought up because him and Isaiah Wilson—that is just nothing but beef. Oh, that is not, ain't nothing but moving bodies. Streets need a body, right? They got one with Isaiah Wilson. Y'all saw how that thing used to go down with Sony Michelle Jeez, and the boys. Body, right? Y'all saw how that is good off the field, man. I ain't, I ain't really questioning. Yo, I mean, you know, you know, you know, he's going to have a learning curve. Yeah, but hold on, Shay. You know, usually with all that, you know, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Look, I think he all that shit he did is because he was away from home. As crazy as that sounds, because, you know, New York is kind of, you know, whatever, you know, New York do what it do. But he cannot I think be all that shit is because he didn't have a support system. He was out there wilding, bro, on some homesick shit. I, that's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? He black fight. 
Do you guys agree to that? He can't be no worse than Nate Solder. Uh, uh, I ain't going to touch that. But listen, right? So here's the thing. What, what, him coming to this team, there's a lot mm-hmm. of Georgia Bulldogs on this squad. You're damn it, right. Man. A lot of my sons. So, so, to come to this squad, it, it, I, to me, in my opinion, I would think that it would be a more comfortability thing. Like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I got some of my friends here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this is great, and I and I hope this um, mm. turns around his life. Um, I don't mm. I don't really know details of what's been going on off field and why he's been in the troubles he's been in. But yeah, um, all right, so let's, let's, you know, let me bring in this call and give you a little bit of it. I'll give you a little bit of it though. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so right. let me bring in the caller real quick. We got the OG Steve from DC. What's going on, OG? Yo, what's cracking, lacking family? What's good, everybody? What's up, what's your big brother? brother? What it is? How you feeling? Tell him, man. Tell him, this, you know, tell him, man. Just, you know, you trying to hear somebody else's opinion. I, you know, obviously I heard the news, got my opinion of it, but I just wanted to check in on y'all anyway more than anything. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I won't say much other than, you know, I'll just get out the way and just saying overall, I agree with just about everything everybody said. I would just add this, that. To me, it's just the fact that they're bringing somebody in here that don't ain't all the supposed to be the church choir boy. This any other. It's a shame that mm-hmm. he comes to this and to take a chance. But maybe this he'll be not only can we turn, not only can we turn, help turn his life around, but maybe he can help turn this franchise around. Not just on the field, but our mentality and how we pick you know, our players more importantly. And I think that you know it's going to come to really come down to that. You know, we need to really take a hard look at ourselves. And I'm, you know, really figure out what are we trying to do? Win football games, or are we on some sort of political movement type thing? So I'm glad to see that we actually, you know, are, are taking a, you know, a chance on this kid. I'm very excited, and I hope he can turn his life around. I think the comfortability thing is great. This, that, and the other. You know, obviously, you know, Andrew Thomas was the first one. Then, you know, then uh, you got obviously uh, what's his name? I can't. Lorenzo Carter, Aziz Azulari, Lorenzo. Yeah, Lorenzo, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, sky's the limit, man. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, that's all I got, man. Y'all go ahead and vote with it, man. I'm going to sit on the sidelines and enjoy it. Bless up, bless up, bless up. I'm in my own thoughts long enough. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. As far as Isaiah is concerned, what happened to him off the field was, you know, his first incident was a DUI. <clears throat> when he, either, it's one of the two. He either had COVID or an injury. He was on the side, and he caught a DUI. And so he was kind of in the doghouse from that. Then after that, he had like a tardy coming to some practices. So he got a subordinate, you know what I'm saying, for that one. So he was already in the doghouse, doghouse. Then <laughs> on the off season, the boy uh, – he got into a high-speed chase with the police at 140 miles per hour. And when they pulled up and caught him, it was him and the girl in the car, and he had some drugs on him. So I'm not sure what that case is, or it must be over, if anybody's taking a shot or looking at him. Um, but um, prior to that, he's, he's back now. And all that happened within the span of a year. It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, this kid, nothing had to do with bad football. I'll just put it that way. There's no bad football there. It was all off the field situation. 
that hopefully right now, like OG just said, like I'm glad we don't we're not taking the choir boys and we actually, you know, looking at some people with questionable things in the background because it brings some passion when you're able to overcome that too though. It brings the passion on the field. You get to lay somebody out. You know what I mean? Like, and let's, you need let's, that. Let's not get it twisted. This is that dog. Like, yeah, this that's is that what I'm saying. Look at that boy. Look at that boy. Type of dog type of dude, muscular. man. He ain't fat. That yeah, boy's this, muscular. This, yeah, this is a bully. You know what I'm saying? This is a bully. So, my thing is this. Um... And, and, and either chosen one from the Bronx said, you know, he, he was probably so better than Nate Soldier. And I, I didn't want to touch that. But, like, my thing is if you have him at right tackle, you have Kurt at guard, at right guard, you throw Hernandez back at left guard. To me, on that right side, that's, that's trying to provide uh, some rushing lanes for Saquon. Because mm-hmm. right now it's – there's there's no there's no strong side <laughs> where it's like, oh, okay, if he runs on that side there is no stopping him. Right? Like there is no like whether he goes right, they there. Whether he goes left, they there. He goes up the gut, they there. You know what I'm saying? And Lord knows we can't pitch the damn ball. You know what I'm saying? So this like that right there will provide some holes and some rushing lanes for my boy Saquon. So I would like to see that combination um, come to fruition sometime throughout this season. I know it's not going to happen this week and maybe not even next week, but very soon once Isaiah Wilson is comfortable, I would like to see that combination. And I believe we will see that combination pretty soon. I just hope that it's successful and then it sticks because you know how they do with the rotation of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see that combination. We're going to see it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. One, I definitely want to know uh, an update on Matt Pert's health. I mean, you know, I would like to hear what's going on with him. I didn't see anybody ask about him. I didn't hear anything about him. So nah, he wasn't I would like to know what's going on with Matt Pert. I mean, I ain't seen on, on, you know, uh, who I did see right. on injury report. Yeah, right. Uh, He's not even Teron on the injury report, though. Teron Armstead is on injury report for uh Right. He's not playing. We out. He's not playing. Look, I need y'all to help me out with my elbow. fantasy. On the real, man. Is, is Galladay going to take the majority of the defense or is this, this new kid that we brought in that had the six catches last week? I, really I would love for OG to have heard that interview. Mm-hmm. Oh gee, somebody I would have you just missed him answering that question for himself. Who? He just literally answered Who? that question that for Galladay? himself. Galladay. Galladay yes. had a presser today, OG. He had a presser today well, oh, in, the, in the press dude asked him that. What is her? He said, Why are you not running down the field catching the deep passes like how you were in Detroit? He said, I run what they tell me to run, whether it's short or whatever, I run what they tell me to run. I just need to know is the man gonna be getting more now that that, that uh what's the name is out um uh, uh and I hate to say it like he's taking you know catches away from him but uh, obviously he is uh, who's the man who I can't even think of this fucking name right now who's the other receiver that's out man um, damn Shaq Darius Slayton is out 
Yeah, Slayton. Slayton. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just I need to know this man going to be getting more touches or this young kid who we just brought in who had the six catches last week because he's going to be getting all the catches. Because damn was, right he's going to be getting all the catches. He's a professional receiver. 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 He's and I ain't, he ain't not even activated. And I'm like, oh, when he gets activated, I'm going to get the eye emojis. You know what I'm saying? And then when he gets on that field, I'm going to get the eye emoji. And then when he get and breaks off for a 50 yard bomb pass, I'm going to get y'all the eye emoji. I'm telling you, all of this shit is coming to fruition. Bro. That one Tony? already happened. Is he going to get some more touches? I, I, I don't need to know, know, man. Cause I, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I don't know about this game. I don't know about this game. But I do well, know that how long you think it's going to be on. Well, they're saying he might go for this one. He's listen. they saying that Kadarius, because that's what you're asking about, right? OG, Kadarius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're saying that it's time to get him the ball. It's time to show what he can do. It's time to make him, allow him to make plays. And put him in a position to make the plays that he can. That's what they're saying. That's what Joe Judge is saying. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think I, I kind of have this quiet, even though there's no reason to be hopeful. For some reason, I feel like now that the odds ain't nobody expecting us to win, I feel like we're going to get our win. I don't, I don't even want to talk too much how we're going to get it because I don't know, but I feel like we're going to get a W this week. I do. I mean, it's just a numbers game. We can't keep losing. I don't know. But I just feel like it's time. We need a dog, baby. And we need it bad. All right, all right. Real, real quick. We got a caller. Once again, the number to call in is 914-205-5796. We got our brother with us. Moo from Jersey. Yo, on, how are you? How are you? Peace, peace, Lou. Let's face it, Joe Judge doesn't know how to coach that team. I mean, the Giants are a lost cause as long as they're in there. And I think it's going to be the last season for Jones in a Giants uniform. I mean, look, I mean, this year is even worse than last year. I mean, he has moments in 2019, his first year, but what has he done since then? Hardly to anything mm-hmm. at all. You know, I don't th- and I don't mm. think uh, Giants fans, as well as the coach, have the patience for it uh, much longer. So, this is, I think, going to be, uh, you know, start with Jermaine or you're out of here. Right. So, you think you're out of here? You know, Lou, you know, like, last like- year, you you have been, like, preaching to the choir to me. I would have been like, yo, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm trying to tell these dudes. Right? Y'all haven't heard me complain about Daniel Jones well maybe one week one when he fumbled that bullshit. But after that, mm-hmm. I haven't been on Daniel Jones' neck at all. And I'm going to tell y'all, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, one fumble. You would have told me that's Daniel Jones' numbers after three games? I'll take that. 
Oh, I'll mm-hmm. take that. Okay. Now, we have yeah, some black passes. I will not deny that, but like I tell my brother, good brother E all the time, though, I still see a lot of missed plays that he misses out there, though. So I don't, so I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, my foot ain't on his I neck, do, but ain't no, way, ain't no way I'm, I'm right. going ahead and giving him the seal of approval because I can critique, I can tell you a lot of things that he's leaving out there that I do not like that's hurt this offense. So, I, like I said, this blame to go all the way around, but ain't nobody going to sit here and, 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 to me, and crown him. Not to me. I can't stomach that. I mean, mm-hmm. I ain't got to have my foot on his neck, but please don't crown him if you don't want to hear me critique right. him. Don't do that. Please. Right. Yeah. No, I don't think nobody going to be crowned him. Yo, yo, you chosen one? How you but, feel about that? Because yeah. you, you said you don't want to hear no slander. There ain't no slander going on there, right? <laughs> no, it, 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 it's no slender because me and OG didn't have this conversation a couple of times. And if anybody <laughs> wants to say he's leaving plays out on the field, that's every quarterback on every 32 team no, in the no, NFL no, no, no. every that's Sunday. That's not what I'm saying. Don't minimize what I'm, I'm saying. Nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm saying what you to these think. Good brothers, what I'm saying is... I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that that's fine. There you go to say what he's leaving out on the field because I'm watching other quarterbacks leave shit out on the field too. But I know yeah. one thing for sure and two things for certain and three things for Gates that if that offensive coordinator that we have was not in our building, it would be a lot less play left out on the building. I listened to my wide receiver today damn near cry behind having a regular voice. He <laughs> asked him straight up and said, why are you not running or catching a lot of deep passes or running deep routes like you did in Detroit? He had to pause for the cause, gather himself, and give the right answer because that shit broke him down. He said, I, yeah. I just run, but they want me to run, and I, and I just do, you know, I, I, I run the plays that they want me to run. Whether it's long, whether it's short, I just run the plays that they want me to run. You can tell it hurts. Because he was yelling about that. That's what he was yelling about. So we know what time it is. So there's no slander towards nobody. We're going to be what we are. A consistent team that's only going to open the playbook because we're losing. Instead of opening the playbook so that we can win. You're going to see the playbook open up, gentlemen. Do not worry about that. You're going to see some trickery. You're going to see some fuckery. And you're going to see but some But this is what I need to see. Don't worry wow. about it. Look, I want to see some throwing the ball in the freaking end zone. Instead of just throw, trying to throw it <laughs> in the six ball. I'm so tired of that, man. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Please throw that ball Oh, you're going to get man. that. Stop playing you're gonna with me. You're going to get that. You're going to get that now. And you're going to start seeing interceptions. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I already know. Yeah, I ain't yeah. <laughs> I just told yeah. you that two weeks ago. <laughs> now, now you gonna start seeing the deception? No, 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 um, we're looking at Aziz Ojalari probably getting a sack a game at this point. Do we see him getting one or one and a half, two? How are we feeling about Aziz? And, you know, right now going on. He, he might be the quarter. Winston 
Winston mm-hmm. is not put in a position to hold the ball very long, and he's not put in a position to throw the ball wildly in this offense. It's a very conservative, catered to him offense, and Sean Payton is smart with Jameis Winston. He knows he's not Drew Brees, so look at the way that he formatted the playbook to get Jameis Winston to be successful. He threw five touchdowns in the first week and less than 175 yards. He knows what to do. He's not allowing him to be a gunslinger. He's putting him in a position to throw the ball in a necessary situation. What we have to do is rattle Winston's mind, take him away from his conservative, comfortable thought process, and make him do that. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I think I think we can if we um hold on hold on. Do y'all believe we can do that if we play man the majority of the time or the majority of the game? Do you have a They're not going to do that, man, with the quick pass. They ain't going to do that. I'm just saying, like, right now on this phone, I know the realistic thing, OG, but as far as everybody on this phone, do you believe? I'm beginning to believe. If we play man, that we can come out a lot better than this Yes. Zone. yes, let's, let's, let's name the receivers real quick. Let's just name the receivers. We already know Kamara is a dual threat. We got that. We get that. Okay, we know yeah. what he is. But let's name the wide receivers for this New Orleans Saints. Callaway, right? Who's on the other side of him? Dante Harris. Okay. Who's in the slot? Um, I see here it says Ty Montgomery, but it might be Chris Hogan. Okay. Now, when I think of those three wide receivers, do I think of three dudes who can dominate and wreck a game? No, I do not. I think of a dude in Callaway that if you play zone with his quick twitch and his burst of speed up the field, guess what's going to happen again to the secondary? Why do it? Let Bradbury play man-to-man on him. Zone everybody else up. They don't have wide receivers that we're afraid of. I'll tell you on that. We need to get some pass We really need to get some pass too, though. So, I mean, with their left tackle hurt, I'm figuring we're going to get a little bit. I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're the Giants. You know, you know, we're not out here well beating nobody, but I'm figuring no, we we're, right up the we're going to get a little we bit of something. Because I believe that's your son. Eric McCoy, isn't that your son? Eric McCoy, the center? Yes. Yes. I got your son over there. Oh, he's a boy. And Reeves was going to win the Panther Rookie of the Year, and he's going to get close to yeah, double digits. Like, yeah. He had three already. Yeah. And guess yeah. what? I, think he didn't I love game, you for having confidence in my son like that. And I guess what? I agree with you. There was, if you remember, I was down. I didn't say that. You did. That's all you. Credit to you. Nobody else. 
but I'm not against you. But again, how, how many right, nobody was talking in Washington House. The kid on the Washington team that everybody talking about. How many? How many facts he got this year? I think zero, ain't that right? I don't think he's got a mm-hmm. this year. Oh, Chase, you kid mm-hmm. down in Washington. Yeah, you know who he talking I mean, about. You know who he talking about. Yeah, exactly. I don't even want to say his name. Everybody yes, know him. Yes, yes, Chase. Yeah. Young. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not even mm-hmm. one. Because he's being covered. Ain't nobody trying to let his ass come around the corner. All right. We're talking defense. Because that was the question. Okay. So, in this game, he's going to have to switch his defensive scheme in, in two areas. And that is helping out the linebackers in the back of line of scrimmage. Because Tay Crowder is going to have the headset for the first time in his life. And this is going to be the biggest stage and biggest moment in his life against Kamara. Okay? He's going to be going against Alvin Kamara and Sean Payton. Because Jameis Winston is a robot as well. So we just going to call it what it is. All right? He's going against Sean Payton and Alvin Kamara. He needs help. You don't put a first-time starting linebacker who is considered Mr. Irrelevant, right, the last pick in the draft, my son, in a position like this without giving him some help. Jabril Peppers has to be his main man in this game. Jabril Peppers has to spy Winston and spy Kamara. He has to show up and be in the correct position, or he's going to be burnt up in that zone. Yes. If you let Sean Payton see Tay Crowder by himself on an island in the backfield. I'm sorry, in in the defensive backfield. So please let's right. not play games with who Sean Payton is. Okay? And Alvin Kamara that's, is. That's the, that's the problem, I think, with this game, period, is just the coaching. Because we're just going to get out-coached. We've been getting out-coached. Man, Pat Shermer out-coached us. What exactly. else is there to talk about? Exactly. Ram been the whooping boy. Put his foot dead in Fadrick Graham's ass. <laughs> all right. So, we all believe Aziz is going to do his thing. We're going to go ahead and get this. One or two sacks, right? You got two that. sacks, bro. That's two sacks, two bro. sacks. You got that. Check. Chase got that written down. So, now I'm touching on the big crowd. I need to do up too, man. Big I think Carter gets one this game. All right, I all right, Carter all right. What has Big Cat? Hold on, hold on. What has Big Cat been, bro? Yeah, he's got to step up this talk game, to us. Bro. That's your son. Yeah. What has Big yeah. Cat been, Shake? He just had a, a good game this last one. We had a sack, but been where's Waldo all season long. He misses Dalvin. Delvin, Jojo, he and, and you know, know what? what? As soon as I saw and, he and cut his so hair, crazy. I knew he was going to have a, a mediocre season when he cut Yo, his hair. I, I don't know why he cut his hair. I don't know why he did that, man. I was just about to say that shit, bro. I don't know why he did that, man. I was just about to say that shit, What the hell happened? Like, it seemed like that shit took his mojo or something, bro. Yeah, it did. He missed his Dalvin. No, I mean, stop That's it. That's disgusting. Oh, my God. All that money? 
Why you ain't get problems from the other Come on, man. He got a lot of brothers in there. Right. Man, don't don't lock him. Don't man. Go grow that shit back out, man. I wanted to... Go, go, yeah, go I don't know why. I wanted to... We talking Samson, That's where we at. We talking biblical. We talking Samson. He cut his hair. Now he ain't nobody because he cut his hair. Yo, as soon as yeah. I thought, I was like, dude, come the Listen, nah, he misses nah. Dalvin, and that's it. Because nah, Dexter Lawrence ain't having a good season either. Yeah. He's smacking oh, the ground. No. He punching the ground every other play. Watch him. Just watch him. Because like, I, I said that, please just watch him. I was thinking about that shit, too, and it's not me hating on Dalvin. You know what I'm saying? It's just not, I'm not putting so much credit to Dalvin on it. I think that that the nose tackle position is a lack. Austin Johnson and, and, and Danny Shelton has not been playing up to their weight. So... <laughs> <laughs> to me, then like, hold on. Then hold on. That, then that's hold on. the I'm problem. Wait, 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 wait. But that's the problem with, like, it. they got to deal with more bodies and Dexter Lawrence and, and, and Leonard Williams. Thomason, he, he gathered up those bodies for him. He freed them up. These dudes ain't doing that shit. So when I thought about right. it as well when I was watching this last game, I'm like, in the second round, we're going to have to grab up a defensive tackle like we usually do. We're going to have to find that defensive tackle again because Austin Johnson and Danny Shelton is not it. Austin Johnson is great for reserve, but to rely on him as a starter, he not it, bro. He not it. Right. Y'all asking too much from him, man. So I, I believe in this draft or in the free agency in the offseason, we got to go ahead and get one of those massive defensive tackles, 350, 360. Dot damn pounds and let them clog this shit the fuck up, man. I'm with you. And I want to say this. You do know you still said that they missing Dalvin, right? I just want you to know that. No. They missing a nose tackle. They missing Dalvin. Cause I, I, get, I get what you're saying. But to mm-hmm. me, like, that's why I said I am, I'm minimizing it more on his behalf, it's more of a, like, I don't think they need Dalvin. I just think that they need a defensive tackle. They need a clog, man. And they missing that okay. shit right now. Yeah, so my question is, how you feel about the Baltimore kid from Alabama? He's still in school or did he, he come out? He's still in school? Did he come out? I think he, I think he stayed. I don't remember him going to no team. Oh, he a beast, huh? Yeah. I thought he went in the draft last year. I don't even know where he went, but Oh yeah, I, I don't even I don't know where he went either. Yeah, he a beast. Either between him yeah, he a beast. either between him or Tyler Shelvin, my son from L S U. There's somebody else I seen too. Do I got my book? I don't got my book on. This is a defensive tackle I've seen. I've been watching, man. I'm I'm hard body in the college football this year. Y'all, yeah, I'm not crazy. behind this, this year. Y'all, <laughs> y'all can't get me this year. 
Yo, this the earliest we ever put our papers in. Yeah, because usually I'm not on it like that, especially like in the beginning of the year. But this year, I told you, I'm on it. Especially with two first-round picks. Oh, yeah, I'm on. I'm watching. So, look, we're going we're gonna to be playing yeah, this yeah. week. Shout out to my son, Jordan Davis. He's the one going to be used this week. Uh-huh. Jordan Davis out of Georgia. I'm going to... Wait, repeat that again? I couldn't get the whole thing. Jordan Davis out of Georgia. What would you say, um, OG? I was just wondering, I was just wondering how we y'all thought we were going to use Saquon this week. Are we going to, you know, be running Penny? I mean, we're going to have a fullback in with him. I mean, are we going to? Yeah. Why are you going to ask something that you know the answer to? I, I'm just, I'm just, I mean, we're going to do the same thing. I mean, how are we going to use it? I mean, we're going to keep trying to do the same thing or what? But yo, that shit okay. pisses me off, and, and 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 we all know the answer to that shit, bro. I'm I'm really hoping because, that somebody's gonna say, because we're gonna do something. If different. it was gonna change, though, my thing is this, OG. If it was gonna change, it should have been been changed by now. They still doing this bullshit, bro. Shotgun draws and all types of dumbass shit, bro. They don't want to fucking play power. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, okay. you know that. Uh, Yo, Jason uh, Garrett is a bum. I can't even believe you was defending. Well, he's a whole, he's a whole bum, bum, bro. He's a, a whole, whole bum fucking speech. bum, bro. Uh, you know what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no man. man. But you know, it's just like I'm just, I'm just so tired of watching us make up, so make up new ways to lose. I just can't. I ain't, you know. I want to. I want to win more, more than anybody. But it just, it's so hard, man. You know, just to figure out how like, we're gonna are you lose. So bad? And, I don't. I know. Like it doesn't make no sense. So. I'll be watching again this week. Hope and pray, man. I'm all in, but I tell you, I just can't. And you know, usually mm. you can have like a little glitch of hope in somebody's shit. You like, yo, I can, I can see if he can just keep on on that. You know what I'm saying? If he can just keep doing that, like you can't even say that about this guy, bro. There's nothing that he's doing right, bro. Yeah. I'm about to ask him. I'm about to ask him, brother. Yo, this question is about to really, really get serious. So here we go. Are y'all ready? Do we switch back to the 4-3? This 3-4 is not working. Do we switch back to the 4-3? We got a bunch of players that come from the 4-3, right, on defense. Do we get back to the 4-3? The 3-4 has not worked for the last two years and some change almost. I'm never one to leave the 4-3 myself. I thought we was top 10 last year. Nah, 
I mean, um, that, that bend but don't break. That bend but don't break. Situation of teams still not right. I'm going to let OG. I'm going to let OG. I'm going to let OG. Yeah, because I want to hear what you got to say, Shane. I'm going to leave it OG. I'm going to leave it and Freeze. I never wanted to leave the 4-3. I'm not going to leave it that. You know, first of all, we never had the linebacker for a 3-4. Never. So why are we continue to try to run it? That's where I'm at. So, yo, son, we was top ten last year. That's all I know. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, my number don't lie, but it was just offense was thirteen last year. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm getting out the way. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay, so here's my thing. I never. I fought Black Freezy. About the four three and three four for a long time. I never wanted to go to the three four anymore. But the thing that pissed me off last year, and the reason why I got off the phone with this man, and I always got on him and say, "Yo, can you just shut the fuck up about that shit?" Yeah. Is because I was out to me. You was nitpicking on a a. Not even a position, but an area that was a strength. Now, I can understand you didn't agree with the play calling of his, but it was working. And we were a top 10 defense, like Black Freezy said. It worked. So much that I came on here and ate the crow to Black Freezy and said, yo, you know what? I didn't want that shit, but it's right. This is exactly what we need to do. We finally got linebackers because of it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think the 3-4 is the problem. thing is, <laughs> the reason why it was so successful last year is the same thing mm-hmm. that we complain about now. Well, at least I am. When I keep saying... When I keep saying that the nose tackle position needs to be there in this 3-4, in this 3-4, you need to have that claw. That's the foundation of it. That's the actual foundation. Exactly. Exactly. You've got to have that claw. So we don't have that. We had it last year, but we don't have it this year. So it looks worse. It down looks down terrible. We need that. So I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that we change that. We need that call. I just said I never wanted to change in the first place. We're here now. Then my thing is this, right? If we are suffering at the nose tackle position, because of Dalvin Tomlinson not being here, right? Why is it that we're not running in hybrid defense sometimes to run a 4-3? Why are we not mixing it up? Because what we're doing right now, Shay, you may not want to switch it, but you're going to complain about it every single week for 17 weeks, which is longer than any other NFL season in history. 
So you're going to complain about it for 13 more weeks after Sunday. Yeah. Yo, bro. Yo, bro. My son, Austin Johnson, pause. He don't need to be. Pause. Shelton is 339, okay? So he's supposed to be in the majority of the time clogging up what we need to get clogged up. I don't know what's going on with the rotation. What's going on? Okay, it shakes my back. But even when he's out there, he's not clogging nothing up. And that's my problem. That's what I wanted to see from Shelton. I think you got to look at that a little that. close, man. You probably got to examine the snaps and see when the outfits are on the, you know, fourth and shorts and all this and that. You know what I'm saying? Versus some premium. We'll dissect that, but I'm telling you, he's not, he's not doing I wanna, you know, I want right to see how from what I'm blown, saying. Because we get blown off the ball. We see it. It's apparent. We see it. We get, we get blown off the ball. You know what I mean? So, I mean. Let me help you real quick. It's the lack of lateral quickness, Shakes. It's the lack of forcing your man or making a posi- putting yourself in a position where you make the running back shift and go a different way or the quarterback uncomfortable. His lack of lateral quickness makes it easy for running backs to make one cut, and we don't have the linebackers outside of Blake Martinez with the quickness because we're not putting them in that position to clog the gaps. So a running back is getting three to right. four yards, five to seven yards, easy. Oh, yo. Yo, son, this no. is what we need to do. This is crazy right now. Yo, how come no. you just don't take Dexter's laboratory, put him in the middle, and stop playing around? We were supposed to bend do that, bro. We were supposed to bend put Dex in the middle. We all know that. We've said that for two years now. Yo, what, what is going on, on bro? Put Austin Johnson outside as a defensive end. Right. Stop playing around. Put Dexter's laboratory in the middle. Exactly. He's going to get that push activity. up the middle with the center and get that guard helping out so somebody can be freed up. Yeah. Big Cat can get through yeah. where he needs to get through and send a linebacker up the B or the C gap. What is the issue? Here? What is the know. problem? It just doesn't make any sense at this point. This is the basic defense I should said earlier. The three four, we need a plugger. We need the clogger. We need that guy, and I think we already got him. He's out of position. We talking about Joe Judge. Everybody's supposed to be in position and playing, you know, to the best of their ability. And things, man, cut it out. El plugger. That's that's full of shit. But my thing is this, and I'm again with all that being said, that's not my issue. On the team now, is it is it not helping? No, it's not helping. The defense is not helping. But that's not my problem. <laughs> my problem is yeah. situational football with this coaching staff. When the situation calls for you to run the damn ball, you don't run it. When the situation tells you you just got a, a a deep pass and you got all the momentum, you sit there and do a reverse. When you get into the goal line and you get all the way down to the goal line, you don't run it up the gut. What you do? You pitch the ball. This is the shit that I'm talking about. Now, I get it, yo. The defense ain't playing up to... 
what they're supposed to be playing up to. I will give you right. that. But I'm not sitting there complaining about the defense. My complaint is why the fuck can't we run the ball first down? That's what I'm complaining about. Why the fuck is Gary so fucking in that? That's what I'm complaining about. <laughs> yeah. You heard here first, well, folks. Well, 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 jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. That's what the fuck I'm complaining about, bro. Fuck the defense right now, yo. The defense ain't that bad, yo. They'll get it together. But why the fuck is Garrett so bad? That's just not going, yo. That's just not going nowhere, bro. It's not going nowhere. He's just in mess, bro. Why is he that bad, bro? I already explained it to you, bro. Yo, yo, yo. I told you. in his defense. That it could turn around. I can't believe, I have yo. No faith in Garrett shit. That I can't believe I'm hearing this right now. From a no, production in the call, Let him go. Because we've bro, been talking bro. about this I for two years. I give you one year, bro. No, I give you one year, bro. Just like when my boy Stags, bro. My, ba- my boy Stags came here. He ain't had shit. And I said, yo. It's not his fault, yo. Give him the tools. And the very next year, that defense was top 10. And I was gloating. And y'all ate the crow. I said the same shit about Garrett last year. It's not his fault. Give him the tools. He got the fucking tools. And he still don't know what the fucking do with it. That's why. You don't want to fucking change, bro, at all, bro. At all. Yo, it's something. Yo, Jason Garrett was a bum me, head coach. And he's a bum offensive if coordinator. And me, we love these damn old bums. We need to stop with these old ass bums and get some innovation in this motherfucker. At this point in time, at this point in time, the king, Mr. Joe Judge, you need to fall on the sword for the good of the team. Cut him, cut his car, do what you got to fire this man at this point in time, because you can't demote him. And put Kitchens in there, man. Stop playing, because you can't can't just say, hey, Jason, uh, Kitchens is going to be trying to play. And I told you, Spreezy. I blame Joe Judge for Joe no judgment at this point. Because when the reporter asked him, clearly, because you don't ask a question like that unless you're looking at the play calling schemes and they keep asking the players the same question. Right? I want to talk about that. Why is Jason Garrett still calling the plays? Are you going to switch? the offensive coordinators going into this week to see if you can get something going. Joe Judge said immediately, no, we're not going to switch the play calling duties. I'm going to defend Judge. I'm going to defend Judge. You can. I'm going to defend Judge right now. I I heard all all the shit that you had to say about the shit yesterday, and I ain't really had nothing to say about it. But... I do have something to say about it now. And to me, 
judge, I'm not mad at that answer. But when I look in the tabloids, everything you're telling me, they putting shit out there when it's smoke. Don't listen to them. Usually there's fire. When it's smoke, usually there's fire. And the fact that they're talking about this and not shutting it down and not saying, oh, this is not a topic or of discussion tells me that his job is on the line. Tells me that he has a short fucking leash. It tells me that he keeps on fucking up like this they is going to take that fucking play calling from him. So from what you gathering and you you gathering that, oh, they backing him up and they like, oh, no, he's our guy. I feel you. And that, that would upset me too. But I tend to read a little bit more in between the lines. Okay. And I'm telling you that when it's smoke, there's usually fire. Listen to me carefully. I don't want the fucking smoke for four games. We're 0 and 3. It's been smoke. It's been a now. I, it, I don't want to wait anymore. Why do I got to wait till we're 0 and 4 for you to get it? Teams don't bounce back from 0 and 4 like that. We got hurt players. We don't only even one have a did. We were did. And and that's not us, Lou. Okay, that's not us. I'm about to say, not we're definitely not that team, Lou. We're not that team, man. We don't even have a line. Uh, we just brought in another new player okay. who we're definitely going to call up in less than two weeks to get on this offensive line. We have four offensive linemen hurt, and three of them came into the season hurt even more. We even put a dude out there who was her team and Aileen and made him hurt more. This is who we are. We signed a dude for $65 million and he's been one of the worst offensive line on either side that you have put him on. This is what we are. Yep. And Shout despite all of man. that, despite all of that, our quarterback is playing above all of that. Because Lord knows if he wasn't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's for. Oh, no, 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 no. Off with his head. Shout out to Daniel Jones, too, by the way, man. He's been playing, he's been, he's been playing pretty good, man. You got to give it to him, right? But here's the thing. He's in a battered relationship. He's still getting battered and bruised. And he only put one piece of the church's money on the ground and covered it. Shout out to you, bro. Keep it going. Might be dangerous in New Orleans, though. And yo, and listen to me. You say he is in an abusive relationship, but there's only one abuser. Let me ask you a question. I heard you. I heard you. I love it. I love the fact that we're here. Let me ask you a question, Shakes. 
Because we know how much you love Bill Belichick, right? You think Belichick would have let this shit go on with Jason Garrett? Damn, we up the live section out this motherfucker. Oh, man, That's how you know this section. shit is real. Right. That's how you, you think, know this shit you think, is real. You think Belichick would have let that go on with Jason Garrett? No. Um. Then why are we? He definitely would have took the play calling from. He definitely would have took the play calling. Um, but uh, when I look at it, you know what? You know better. He can do better. Fucking what can what can what can uh? It's really do. Other than being disciplinary, what can he really do and talk talk to the media real good? I mean, special teams, you know, what, what can he do? He can't call no offense. He can't call no defense. You know, and so. He could have yeah, what, what he did do is he brought his buddy in there, Freddie Kitchens, to take it a look. That's when he brought his buddy in there. Hey, just, just come over and look at the tight end. That's what he did. That's who he really wanted. Because I don't think we wanted Greg. I don't think we wanted Garrett, man. I and I ain't want to believe it was him. But it's him, though. He stinks, bro. Well, shape. But he... Well, hold on. What was Duty he doing, guys? Like, give me, what was he doing? Bro, all right, I'm going to tell you, bro, because I was a defender of this guy. And I like Gary. Yeah. Not anymore. I want to beat him up. But, ooh. I think it came from, well, not even I think. This is where I know it came from. From my behalf. When he I was think Jerry Jones is carrying No. When, yeah. Somebody said that he might be a Russian spy. But um, yeah, I think so. back when he was a backup for Kerry Collins, they kept saying how smart he was. I knew of him of a backup in Dallas. I think he backed up Troy Aikman. But he never really got into the game. So my knowledge, I'm like, damn, he's been in the, in the game for a while. But he's never been really in the game. So he must be smart. He must know something. And then everything that they were saying when he was backing up Kerry Collins was, oh, he's going to be a coach when he, when he hangs it up and all that. I'm like, okay. He has to be smart. So then when he was an offensive coordinator for Tuna, I'm like, oh, yeah. Tuna would definitely put in and bring in nothing but smart guys around him. So my knowledge of all of that gave me, like, this dude is a smart Harvard fucking football coach. May I say something, Shakes? Oh, okay. And then he became a head coach. No, it's all good. Then he became a head coach, and they ran Tuna out. And they had a love fest for him. 
And I was like, yo, Garrett must be the man. And then they took the play corner from him maybe two, three years after the fact. And I was like, why the fuck would they do that? If he's such an offensive genius. Well, whatever. Sometimes it, it just don't work that way. So that's where it came from that I thought that this dude would be some type of offensive genius, some type of offensive juggernaut type of guy. But he's not innovative. He doesn't have a clue on scheme. And I can see why they snatched the play calling from him. And I can see why they chased him out of fucking Dallas. Get him the fuck out of here. I'm done with this dude. I need to see something else. Y'all can have a no, I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer you in the greatest of answers that you need. You said everything totally correct, Shakes. Everything you said was perfectly fine, my brother. Eloquent to the T. Are you ready for the answer, my brother? That was his era to be smart yeah. in. He was smart in that era. It's just like the last children that gra- that graduated in 1994. That class of graduation was the first class to ever use a computer on graduation year and also get away from the typewriter. Guess what we're using now? Things have been upgraded. The technological era is ahead of us. We live in an e-commerce world. He's still typewriting. He's still typewriting. Mm -hmm. Whenever you call 78% of your plays before the 6th, you are still typewriting. He's the same man. And I'm going to leave it right here. That watched Tony Romo's career end early in Dallas. He ain't well, got it. All right, except he went to Princeton, not Harvard. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a agree. I'm a agree. <laughs> that and, and that was, I'm gonna say that was a great analogy of what it was or what it is. Is um, he's still in that typewriter? And when you say it, yo, all I can think about is motherfucking misery and shit. That shit was the best. Like, where's, <laughs> where's that lady at, yo? You know what I mean? Where's that lady at, man? You feel me? Go, go, go ape shit on that man's foot. You understand? Yo, so I understand what you're saying yeah, like, yeah. With, the, uh, with the running game because we know we know we have sides on the board dot com, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But why are we not using the tight ends like for real? Like, what's happening? Like, buzz on, mm-hmm. not using tight ends, shit like mm-hmm. this, shit like that. What's happening? And, and, what and, about this? and even better, even better question, bro. And see, this is where it goes into the oxymoron shit, right? Because if you're still typewriting, right? Yeah. If you're still on that old time, kid, 
Okay. Well, why aren't you using all the the right ink and everything that you need to use to, you know what I mean, when you was using it back then for it to be successful? No, no, now you want to use motherfucking cartridges and shit. You can't use a cartridge. You're saying that actual machine is obsolete, bro. They're not using that machine no more. Fuck the cartridges, the ribbons and all that. It's over. Even if you're going to use it, is what I'm saying. If you're going to use it, use it right. If you're going to do that shit, and you're going to be on some old-time shit, how come you don't use a fucking eye formation? How come you don't use a fucking fullback? Huh? Huh? I got it. How come you don't use a fucking rocket tight end? He's using Morse code. He's he's using Morse code, and the rest of the world is using algorithms. Okay? This is what I'm trying to say, bro. If you're going to do some shit, do it right. This dude, Boom Vanilla. His whole career. But, yo, yo, he's been Vanilla. The only time he got the gas was Tony Romo. Listen, listen, no. He vanilla, but trying to put motherfucking flavors in the shit. That don't go right. No. Yo, look at your man. Your man is eating corned beef and hash. Your man look crazy. They didn't want him holding Dak Prescott back. That's why they snatched that playbook. You're not going to hold this kid back. Somebody kept it real and said, I'm going to need him to get out the slums with the playbook and come with it. Yeah. Somebody said, you know Jerry, stop playing around. Jason, unleash Daniel. Us. I'm telling you guys. They yeah. took the play call, play calling from him. Right after Dak Prescott's first year, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. After Dak Prescott rookie year, they took the play calling from him. Or I think they took it from him before that. If either one, somebody. Can help me and correct me. I don't care about being wrong. I just know it's been out of his hands for the minimum of three years to four years. I don't care at this no. point either because it doesn't matter. He's damaging our team. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need him to stop. That's like... We that's, didn't time, that's like time make motherfucking starburst. All you got is Boston Big Beans. Yeah, you're done, son. Yo, the survey says... My question is, why would you let him even bring that play calling into a game that's tougher than all of the games that you played? That's my thing. Why let him bring the play into this? An eye formation, for for God's sake, bro. Maybe maybe the playbook ain't bad. Maybe is it even in a playbook? Right maybe his his cartridge or whatever ain't, ain't bad, right? But maybe he just don't know how to type. Listen. He don't know how to call it. Man, is terrible. I know he don't. I he know, know how don't. to type using an old-ass type. We don't even see him clapping no more. He ain't the clapping no more. He ain't been clapping since he got here. That's your dude, baby. He been hiding his mouth. That's your man, woman. Back you know the playbook. Do from the beginning. That's the fact. Right, bro. Like, this shit was the last thing we had you, on, on the line to get. 
Come on, man. We, that couldn't have been our first choice. And now you yeah, have exactly. another injury going into week four because you've had an injury right, going on. into every week. Every Let week. We've had an injury, right? And we've had a different yeah, lineup every week. We can just be good right? at one thing, though, e. Can we just be good at one thing? He ain't going to be good at okay. one thing. Let me tell you what he's good at. The one thing he's good at is throwing the ball before the sticks and having plays in back of the formation for losses. He's good at that. Yeah, what type of running play is it on is when you put your own gaps? Yeah, this dude is good. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm starting. I'm starting He's to believe. Like, why, why do we even have, have a fullback? Why do we have a fullback? Yeah, crazy. He's throwing. Listen to me. It's crazy, bro. After 40 yard gains down the field by our wide receivers, he's making them run jet sweeps across the formation and back of the line of scrimmage and bubble screens to tight ends that just came off injury in his first game. That That's real. That's a real thing. Yeah, let me do this and get Evan going. Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi. Yo, why they, why they issuing on my son, man? Hayden Smith, yo. That's crazy. I have no oh, idea. All he do is touch no, first down and no touch down. That's all he do. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's all he do, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hold up. How is he Hold not implemented up. in the game when he is successful Hold up the field? Hold up. Hold the fuck. Uh, he's the most successful oh. tight end that we have up the field. Why is he not implemented in the game? You rather throw a three-yard pass to Rashard Penny than a seven-yard pass on a wheel route to Caden Smith? That's how they feeling, man. That's how they feeling. Mm. Alright, so listen That's what I was just doing just now, right? Because when we brought in Gary Bumass, right? They were saying um, It was like um, Kyle, Kyle Brady was in the That's his name, right? His name Kyle Brady um, Kyle Brady was in the, the mix For offensive coordinator and I think he he decided to go to Carolina, and then we we decided to go ahead with Gary, right? Now my thing is I I'm like alright, so if we would have got Kyle Ray, I'm thinking like okay, how how innovative would that offense have been more than uh than Jared shit, right? Last year with no uh McCaffrey, they were 21, they were ranked 21st offense. But that's what normal McCaffrey, so you guys think that there's probably like I'm in the upper teams with, with McCaffrey. So uh, whatever, right? We were uh, 31st, right? Yeah, 31st. Yeah. All right. So then I looked at this year. I'm like, okay. Let's look at this year. He does have McCaffrey. Right now, they are half. Yeah, that's right. They are a top ten motherfucking offense. 
Should I say where the fuck we at? Should I should I even go know. there? With Sam Jones, free enough. And free DJ Moore is dead ass. At the helm. DJ Moore is dead ass. We are, <clears throat> excuse me, we are 18th. We are 18th right now. Do the Where's New Orleans? We've been losing a long, long time. Long time. Doodle baby. Doodle baby. LRP, we have no problems in Houston, but we have one in New York. Man, we are sick. We ain't do that. This shit. Shitty shit shit. We ain't got major problems in Houston. I don't know what you talking about. I swear to God, if this woman showed me another motherfucking TikTok, boy, I swear to God, man, we had to leave. I'm like, yo, I'm leaving. Leave me alone. Fucking sick, bro. Don't let your people watch TikTok, bro. They'll be in that cesspool of That shit is just another way to just waste your fucking time, man. I don't know what's going on with the brain, the brain waves of this generation, man, but they find everything to do outside of the coolest shit that we used to do. And I know generations and eras difference, but damn, man. You just really sit up there and make TikTok videos and that shit. I don't know. I ain't got nothing to say about that shit. Fucking Eric is an idiot. No set. He ran the whole set, bro. He ran the pistol set, shotgun, the whole fucking game with no variations. He does not do any variations to the rule. You know what I mean? It's like... Like you said, we got a fullback, don't use him. Unless, you know, maybe here and there. But he's better than that. Got a kick returner, punt returner, don't use him. Tell him, man. Offense is trash. Unwillingness to change. No adjustments. And the Joe Judge presser, I'm done hearing what he got to say. Don't care what he got to say. You know, um, that, that speech talk, man, it wore out real, real quick. Because you're not doing what you actually say you're doing. Like Chase said. You know, and just the, the more infuriating thing with me is you got rid of two offensive line coach last year. Just like that. At the snap of a finger, you know what I mean? Arguing in the parking lot just standing the third. Because you didn't like the way it was looking. And you wanted people to implement what you wanted them to implement. So you you, you let them go because it wasn't looking right. This shit hasn't been looking right since he got here. But yet you still stand in front of people and say he's going to still be here. I'm like, hell, I don't want to get that. I don't like Whatever. You know, LRP, I'm saying because you made me, I was going to bring up a point, man, and hopefully it won't become too much of an issue, but I'm sure it already is, and we might not 
even realize it is how many coaches are really going to want to come coach with him. That's my concern. I'm really wondering, in his mentality, how many coaches want to coach with him. Especially knowing that he really don't know nothing about offense or defense, and he kind of got a control freak attitude with no resume to go with it. So I wonder if y'all think that might be an issue down the road or perhaps even now. No? No opinion one way or the other? My bad. Say that again, OG. I said, do you think it may be an issue at at this point or down the road where coaches may not want to come in our coach? With, uh, oh, it's been like that, brother. It's been like that for the last eight years. You got all these people in you know the building. How many coaches? More coaches. Yeah. You know how many coaches we bring in the building and how many of them is like, I ain't fucking with this. That's how we got McAdoo. That's how we got Sherman. That's how we got Judge. I said Judge. Judge. Not, not, not they got him and Judge. You mean coaches with him? Yes. Nah, he ain't going to go through that. Because he knows how to articulate and motivate and make you feel welcome enough and like he's about to get his job done or whatever. But it's going to take one of them coaches with our brain where he cannot mess with the neutrons and neurons and we look at him and say, who the fuck are you talking to? That's what it is. He's going to definitely be able to recruit. He got 22 tools in there now. What happens to all of them? You just lost 22, 23 people jobs. If you get fired, remember, we got 23 coaches, bro. And that's where that's the infuriating part. Like, how is this one motherfucker fucking up everything for everybody? This one dude fucking up everything for everybody. How? When you got 22 tools out this bitch. Shit don't make no sense. Nothing makes sense. Like, and we, they call us crazy, fanatics. Like, no, man. Nothing, none of this shit makes sense. How you got 22 two motherfuckers looking at the same thing, and ain't nobody saying nothing? And that's and exactly question, how it's supposed to be avoided. I, I think, uh, I don't think he'll, Judge will have a problem with having, finding an offensive coordinator if they, you know, if they do pull the trigger, I t- they say what they want. If we go 0-4, something needs to happen. But if that does happen, I don't think he'll have a problem finding somebody. My only thing is who's available at this point. So everybody, you ain't gonna you know, find nobody. Nobody there, you know, who to move on to. All you going to do is motherfucking promote catching. Yeah, somebody will take mm-hmm. money. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, are we getting the caliber of coaches that we really desire with this man's mentality? You know, that's my thing. Anybody gonna come in and take the money? Hell, you behind me, I'm taking damn money. You know, I mean, I don't know anybody sitting around without a job who ain't willing to take the money. So I'm just saying, do you think we're gonna get any quality coaches messing with him? Because some people don't really like to work for people that they know they're smarter than. Or who are control freaks and things like that. So, not to mention we're a terrible a team on top of it. So, that's all. In that regard, no. In that regard, yeah, 
when you put it that way, no. I do not I do not feel confident that this is a highly sought out position anymore. For quality minds, quality football minds, I don't think so. I think it's a lot with Jerry Jones went through until he found, you know, dude that was out of work for a while that just loved football more than you know, the extras. And uh old boy from the Packers, McCarthy. But, no, I don't think so. As it stands right now, nope. Because you got this dude out there praising every damn body, you know, giving out pamphlets and shit and worksheets every goddamn week, you know, spoon-feeding Mr. Officer Overseer, 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 you know. Not everybody like that, micromanaging and shit. Especially motherfuckers that's been in the game for a minute. You know what I mean? It's a little arrogance to come with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's, that's, that's all I was asking. I thought it was a fair question. I, you know, I'm just wondering. It was. You know, I, I haven't come to a conclusion yet. I was just wondering was other people thinking that there may be a problem either now or somewhere down the road with, you know, given our situation we're losing. You know, there's a young control freak with a lot to prove. And, you know, and, you know, the New York fans on top of it, man, it's a... It's a stressful situation, bro. And I don't even know if he's, he's the right person to lead us out of it. I mean, man, I mean, our players is going through it right now, bro. You know, they're going through it. You know, so uh, only things uncured is a win. That's it. And then another one after that, man. We in serious trouble emotionally as a team, too. So uh, I hope uh, we can find a way. Only thing this is five or six wins in a row. Because you can't tell me nothing if we ain't doing that. Because the schedule is one week at a time. For oh, them, yeah. They, they, I mean, they, at this point, you know, OG, at this point, brother, there's not even any positive feedback. You know, normally when people, you hear the headlines or you read some of the quotes from players when they're like, listen, listen, we just got to keep chopping away. We were close. We know we're a better team than what we played like. We we had a couple of mistakes. All we got to do is clean those up, and we'll be okay. Ain't nobody talking like that, fam. Niggas getting to the microphone talking about, I'm sick of losing. Daniel Jones ain't even giving press conferences. He ain't saying nothing. That's where we at. You got to have Galladay. Come to the podium. Why you want to say nothing, man? It's over. You looking crazy out here. We tied with the Jets, Jacksonville, and who else? Miami. Who we who 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 else is owing? Well, let me take a look. Yeah, like, let, let's talk I mean, about the bro. 0-3 team. <laughs> let's talk about the 0-3 team. Let's talk about the I mean, really, man. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of teams that's dominating. Like, like that's what, what I said um, yesterday. I'm like, when you look at it, we still in this. 
You know what I'm saying? But we just we gotta get out our own fucking way, you know, and start winning some fucking games, man. Like, that's he has the thing, to like discipline shakes. He that shit is crazy, yo. My guy. Yo, it's crazy to me, yo. It has to be. It has to be discipline because it's definitely not talent. We definitely talented enough to win these games. We definitely in these games to win these games. We just can't come out with the W, no matter what happens. Right, and but that's he, another he, indictment. Because man. no, my bad, he, I, No, 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 you good? You good? You talk, you know, Shakes. You just said we got to get out of our own way. You know exactly. And this dude been preaching fundamentals since he got here, since the very first press conference. But you the most penalized right. team in the green zone. You know what I'm saying? Like, false start, false start. Hold it, hold it. False start, false start. Hold it, hold it. Everybody fundamentally breaking down their blocks. Okay. Back. You know what I mean? The box break down, down, right there in the green zone. You move the ball all the way to from the like we said, from our thirty five to their thirty five, and then as soon as you get in that area and you moving the ball, Garrett does well in the in the middle. But when it comes to the two bookends, you fall apart and your team falls apart. Like <laughs> so that's a contradiction. You're not even holding up your end of the bargain with that. Thanks for smacking this horrible bargain. Shit. <laughs> so along with us, that's 0-3 are the Lions. I definitely the Jets. The Colts and the Jaguars. Those are ah, damn, that's a thank you ass team. Dude, my God. They're way a stinky-ass team. I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. They're out there with the bones, man. Whole bums out there. See? What are you talking about? You mean, you mean I miss all the prerequisites? <laughs> most of my class? Man, they been slow. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the basket weaving with all the rest of these motherfuckers underachieving. Man, this is an insult. <laughs> I went to high school and all of them, and they've been slow. Fuck, dumb shit. See, I can't, we got a result. We got a result to LRP's lyricism, and ain't nothing wrong with that. We love it. But that's what we got to do to feel better in a day, which I said, it's nothing wrong with it. But I would love to go with some wins and lyricism hand in hand because it's, it's, it's just it hits different it sounds the system is booming I gotta take that little bit of momentary lyricism and hope that to hold on to that because as soon as I look over at the record here we go again you know what I'm saying it's, it's sad it's sad what's going on right now offense yeah. Call that's, the right play. Yes, Can't get him off the field. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that woo shit yesterday. Well, the game's not. No, no, no. The last, last yeah, one I saw oh was this. Oh, my God. This, yo, fucking episode funny and shit. Because, like, I'm going to tell you a part that's not going to really give away the show, but, you know what I mean? Like, 
Reza is trying to make a motherfucking, he's trying to make a beat. So, I don't know, like, Black Crazy, if you're saying it, like, I know you probably motherfucking uh, could relate to it and shit. But he trying to make a beat. And he taking out the motherfucking drums and everything. But he has, like, he has actual people in his head that's, like, playing the drums. So he's like, he's like, all right, let me take that out. And he's like, what are you doing, man? Like, this sounds like a whole different beat. Like, the, just the process of him trying to make the beat. And that's, like, <laughs> basically the, the episode. <clears throat> yeah. Like, this shit is so fucking crazy, bro. It's, it's funny, too. Like, yeah. I love this shit and the way my fucking ghost I know, that's face I'll be having like seven different things in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, that episode was definitely good, man. And when you said um, what you said about LRP lyrics, and that shit just came to my head just now. Just like taking out like certain shit, like taking out an instrument and shit, and then just playing that shit. Like, I don't right. know why it came to my head, but just music not shit because, came to my head because, and that Wu-Tang came right to my shit. Not it's because it's relevant. You know what I'm saying? It's relevant, bro. It made, it made perfect sense to me when I was listening to you break it down. It was totally relevant, just like these losses. Absolutely. And the motherfuckers need to run that shit like a beat, you know what I'm saying? You get the you get your percussion in with Barkley and fucking Penny. You know what I'm saying? You get your wind instruments up in that motherfucker with your wide receivers. You know what I mean? Throw in a motherfucking trombone with a tight end. Shit. Get jazzy on the beat. Yep. He's like, let's speed that part up. This motherfucking beat with an exhaust. That's what we doing. He was making that protect your neck beat. Black freezer. That was what's in his head. <laughs> crazy, bro. Shit was so crazy. Bro. Yo, yeah, I've been around a dude this? that makes the that, that, the process, and I know black can you know could do the same thing, but the, that process for producing and beat making, that shit is the wonder to watch, and and to watch it come yeah, on. It, it's like mm-hmm. that shit is great. It's like, like watching like genius work. That. Yeah. Yeah, like yo, cause because I can't you, understand right. it shit, but just to watch them, like I'd be like, man, this really into it, right? And yo, just real quick, fast forwarding, do y'all remember the issue that they had with the RZA because he was the one getting the money and they were not getting paid the way they should have? Do y'all remember when that started? Yeah, it's around uh, ODB and shit. Yeah, like a lot of shit happened. Yeah. Uh huh. It was a lot of shit going on, bro. But I don't think they're gonna let it get that far. I don't think the season, the series, gonna go that far. Spirit, the way they go. Nah. I don't think. I don't don't want it to go that far. I don't personally want it to go that far, bro. I think. I think. You want to see ODB die and all that? Right. I want to see what Right, because that's at least 10 years from the point in time that they're at right now. So they're going to have to skip some years in order for that to come together. 
Well, I need to um, I need to finish that Showtime documentary uh, from Mike's to Men because I think the show is based on that. You know what I mean? Yes. That came out with that it documentary, is. and it was like, yo, let's all the storytelling that we talking to the mm-hmm. people about, let's turn it into a show. So wherever that ended at, I think that's where the show will probably end at. But I ain't finished the Mike's Men yet. Yeah. It's definitely based on like that. You're going to love it. Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I ain't giving you no clues. I ain't giving nothing away. No spoilers. You're going to love it. How many parts did you watch so far? Just the first one. I haven't gotten back okay. to it yet. All right. So, yeah, you got to... After the third part, we'll chop it up. A little bit. Been so much shit I ain't caught. I ain't caught up on everything else though. BMF, Raising Canaan. Yo, Rock is bugging. Rock is bugging. Yeah, she, is. she, she really, she, she's out there, my dude. Like, she's out there. Yeah, she is. She's like, man, don't trust nobody. Not even your own motherfucking mother. <laughs> That dude that played 50 got his mannerisms down like a motherfucker, man. Got his facial expressions and how he saying, like, what you talking about, Juke? When he say Juke, I just see 50's face. It's like, yo, yeah, that's he, he, Yeah, with the, with, the, with the raised up lip and the nose and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's perfect, man. I was like, yo, that dude, that dude's nice, man. He playing, the, playing his part. His voice tones and everything, bro. But, yo, I wanted to talk about that real quick, man, because does it make uh, rock more of a king or queen pen if the reasons why she got old boy out of the game was because of a fucking setup? Like, you got help from the cops, bro. Like, you know, instead of going to war because you didn't have the soldiers to go to war, you took, you know what I mean, you kind of took a cheap way out and set them up. Some, you know some what I mean? people... Some people will call that genius, right? And other people will call that a sucker move. So it depends yeah, that's, how that's you cheating, think. bro. Yeah, it depends if you a suck if you if you on strategic moves like, oh yeah, this is how we gonna do this and do that. You know what I'm saying? Get him sucker taken out. Then it's strategic because you ain't even got to get your hands dirty. Look how you put him away, and now you put him down and you can take over. But if you go to war, chances are you might get your son killed and all your crew shot up. Because it seems to me that Neat Crew is dead more, way dead serious than Rock Crew. One nigga burnt up, other nigga can't drive. Like, what are we doing out there? Hey, yeah, one of them got a missing eye. That's what I'm saying. One nigga sizzling, the other dude can't drive. And the other dude looking like Slick Rick if he was dark skinned and didn't have no money. Yeah, and they did say they couldn't go to war from the very first episode. Mm-hmm. They had no those. I'm wondering, like, yo, when did yeah. she have those? These motherfuckers, she ain't recruit yet. It's been like 10 Never. episodes. That, I wouldn't more Never, that little, and she stayed trying to have that little bingo alibi. Pussy ass. She stayed in the bingo spot so she can have the alibi. In case somebody called, where was you at? I was in bingo. (laughs) 
feel me? No, that's that other dude's spot with the grandma. I know, no, but that's she, what she, she stay in there, though. Whenever something going down, she go right there. Peep it. Peep when she giving orders, she slide to that bingo spot. She ain't, she ain't, she ain't ready for me. That's why she had to do what she had to do. It's strategic, bro. She playing chess. Because if she played checkers, all them pieces will be off the board. Trust that. I think she that did that with the top killer. to be able to get that connection. Mm-hmm. And I think Omar Epps said his name instead of saying Canaan. Yo, that that Egyptian porn bee is crazy. (laughs) That joint is crazy, bro. Uh, That joint is crazy. I just be listening to that joint like, that's crazy. (laughs) I'm like, yo, what is happening in the background, bro? (laughs) That right there. That yeah, part right there. <laughs> I need to catch up on all the shows, of course. I'm, I'm sick to say I'm out of culture. You know what I mean? Yo, Black, real quick. I'm sorry what? to cut you out. It's important. I got to ask. You got my cut up from the little voice clip that I got? What did you say that? You. Check, your, um, check your messenger. I sent you all the little voice clips. I was, I was going through something last night and just listening to little clips of everything where... The dude was saying his name like, you are the chosen one. I am chosen. Like, little stuff like that. I sent it in the rooms as well mm-hmm. with the fellas. But I sent it to you in chronological order and also a little, like, um, music sample. So I want to um, ask you to put that together. I already got the idea of how I want it to go. So when you get a moment tomorrow, man, that would mm-hmm. be cool if we could just, you know what I mean, hash out 15, 20 minutes because it ain't even going to be long. And I know how you know how to cut and edit and everything. So I was. Did you put it on the room? Individual room? Yeah, no, for you. I put it in your. I gave. I sent it directly to you. Because I wouldn't have you just have to like go from piece to piece to piece of the voice clips, but of recording. So I just sent it all to you in chronological order in the room and your um DM or messenger. Okay. Let me see how I pull this shit off. Yeah. I put it in I put it in the format where all you gotta do is just push play on that joint. Now I understand it, but yeah, I might I might need to get the original source where they come from and go with it. Oh, I took that from like six or seven different places. Yeah, just let me know where it's at. In a minute, Alright. But I try to look this too. I try to look it because you know once you put something in messenger, it's like you have to look the audio. Yeah, it gives analog. you it gives you a chance to save it though. Like if you want it, it says save audio. Let's see, right? Let's see. Mm-hmm. It's just asking. It's just letting me send it to people. 
Okay, it's all good. All right. So, it, uh, it allows you to send it, right? Yeah. So if I was to save the audio, I could. Can I send it? Does it give you a um an option for email whatever you uploaded that to? Just send it to my email. All right, I could do that. You got those clips? If you got those clips, outside of you just probably recording right then and there. Yeah, it's probably because I did it from my handset, so it allows me to save it to my handset. I'll see that. I'll see uh, if I can do that right now. I'll try one, see what happens. Uh, that's what's up. All right. So, LRP, LRP, man. Talk to me, man. Might as well get some further statements. I don't know where I have to go. 14 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, man. Great show. A lot of uh, frustrations, man. Hopefully, this week we'll turn the page. But to be honest, man, I don't never root for a loss. I really don't. I may clown around and say, you know, we're going to lose. I don't really root for it the day of, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, Giants, let's do this. But I don't know, man. I think I might want them to go ahead and take the sale. I mean, not on purpose. I want them to try, but I don't think even even in the valiant effort, I don't, I don't think they have what it takes. Yeah, you know me. Go ahead and give it the good old college try. But... Shit looking real suspect, man, and I think it's gonna take something drastic for them to move the needle on something because even if that dude is good for one game, I'm tired of living check to check. You know what I'm saying? If you don't move your feet and I don't eat, so we like neck and neck. And I don't want I'm tired of shit being neck and neck. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanna put bang things on motherfuckers' paws. And one game is going to you know, Get them to believe in that, oh, maybe turn the page. No, man. Once people show mm-hmm. you who he, who they are, that's who the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. And this dude, mm-hmm. just because he, yeah, you know what I mean? Just because he might get or put a good game plan together, it doesn't mean that this guy is the guy. So I want something drastic to get them to move the needle and say, all right, it's time to move on for real, for real this time. And and, and then we, we do what to do. Give it to Kitchen and see what happens. But do something. If they lose this game, they need to do something. They can't go another week still holding firm on, on what they're doing. So I hope that comes to fruition. But uh, other than that, uh, driving Thursday tomorrow, um, I'll definitely yeah. be there. And uh, I'm going to watch this school tonight, give us some uh, some talk about it tomorrow. I, I didn't even know. Shakes reminded me when he said it. I forgot the new episode posted. So. Definitely going to check that out, man. Love y'all, brothers. Be safe. Be good to your families. Be good to one another. Um, Peace, man. That's it. Oh, um, no. Sorry, real quick. Uh, Shout out to the Wonder Years revamp 2021, the Wonder Years, man. Black cast, you know, the first episode dealt with some important things and just uh, old school living. Very nostalgic for me fan of the show back in the day with the white folks but um with the with the color wash it's even doper you know what i mean shout out to don Cheadle, fred savage for even being the executive producer of the whole thing and uh there's um dave chappelle dave chappelle is giving me another stand up y'all that's my idol that's my dude it's called the closer comes out october 5th on netflix can't wait Get another Dave Chappelle stand up. 
indeed. And that and on that note, I'm done. Peace. Peace. Hey, all right, Dave Chappelle coming back to the stage. You the chosen one from the Bronx. Take us to the crib, baby. Yo, man. Always a phenomenal show. Keep bringing them hits after hits after hits after hits. The one thing that we keep taking as well, bro, for every phenomenal show that we have, it's another year of losses piled up. So the losses will never equal up to the great shows that we got. But we got to start having some shows with greater content and greater understanding because what we're dealing with, man, is a 10-year drought. And people don't understand that. To be losing for this amount of time, for this amount of years, is the only consistent thing that we got in our lives when it comes to the New York Football Giants. It's a consistent losing season, consistent losing years, and consistent idiocy at the top of this organization. We come on here because we are fans. We come on here because we do what we do. We got to give the people what they want. But yo, none of us are receiving what we need, brother. We need to start winning. And that is a sad situation when a decade has gone by and you haven't raised, tasted, or clapped in victory because that's just where you stand and sit. It's, it's ridiculous, man. But, um, Shout out to everybody who called in. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to all the people that download this content. And shout out to my host, co-host, and my brothers, man, most of all. Y'all do what y'all do to make it happen. And I'm here for it to make it happen even more, man. Be the chosen one from the Bronx. Y'all know what time it is. And we need to win. That's a symbol. All right, all right. Shout out to everybody, man. Tuning in today, Debate Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? On top of the docket, it was Shakes Montana came through. Then we had Eddie Chosen one from the Bronx. Then we definitely had Brother LRP come through. OG Steve and the Brother Lou. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to JNC on the check-in. Um, yeah, we suck, man. That kind. You know what I'm saying? Tune in uh, next Sunday. Let's see some more. Um, and, and, you know, put it together. Patchwork, you know, like I said, you know, probably, you know, we're going to start slow, try to finish, you know, the last two or three games. Oh, yo, we, we showed contact. We showed a damn thing all season, man. Preseason all season, man. And ain't got no season, man. That's tune in tomorrow. Driving Thursdays. Everybody, Blank. you know, enjoy your night, man. Shit, blank. Man, man, that ending the round shit ain't a spice. That shit ain't spicy at all, man. Put some slap your mama on that shit. (laughs) Obey. Obey. Bye bye. Shit, crazy. Y'all tune in tomorrow, man. Thriving Thursdays. Appreciate everybody. Enjoy your night. I'll even settle for the garlic pepper from Family Dog. Yo, at this point in time, we'll take Family Dollar, get the 99 cent bank. Anything in there, eat it. Straight, straight up.
Walmart season has been. Tony. Oh, Sprinkle it. Like E40 then. Good night.